0: You got that rocker, MJ, in the house, otherwise known as Marty Jeanetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Joining me this week, Sal is Alice here. What's up, buddy?
0: What's going on, Adam? How are you?
1: I'm good. I didn't lose my phone.
0: Yeah, I did for a little while, but I got it back. <laughs> and Jason's here. What's up, pal?
2: By the way, how was that rectal surgery to receive retrieve that phone? Painful. That'll teach you to look and make sure where you're sitting before you sit down. Mm-hmm. Ah. Adrenaline in my soul. Sal's asshole has housed his phone. <laughs> Why are you singing that song?
1: See, know. it would have been better if you could've rhymed soul with hole. It was right there. Yeah. It was uh, right
2: there. Yeah, whatever. Anyway do?
1: How are we doing this week? Before we get uh-huh. into the before we get into the bad news.
2: Sad stuff.
0: It's it's been that kind of week.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh it's been crazy. But this is actually my quiet week because like this was the one week where there was literally no basketball, no baseball, no nothing for one week. So this weekend we do baseball evaluations and then we'll draft right after that. So okay. it pretty much starts baseball right after this. So I have one week, mm-hmm. I have, literally for those keeping score at home. One fucking week off. However, I did get a nice little gift from the uh, the guy people running the league this tonight. They dropped off. It's a very nice whistle. It says Coach Stewart, twenty twenty two, with there a nice hundred dollar gift card to a local restaurant. So very oh, nice. nice. Yeah, it was really well appreciated. We actually did a pizza party with the kids this past weekend for the team, and you know, several of them with nice little cards and and gifts and thank yous, which was really awesome. So. For those of you out there, if your kids play youth sports, it's a nice little, nice little gesture at the end of the season. Just even if it's nothing in the card, just a nice little card to say thank you to the coaches. It means a lot to us.
1: So now that now that, now that super dad has waited, these other two schlubs can talk. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh,
0: wait, wait, wait! So you, oh, no, your time's
2: no, no, no. coming, bro. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Robbie's going to find something that's going to be that thing for him, and you'll be well, all engrossed karate. in it. It's so, already karate. uh
0: i'm gonna start taking karate pretty soon we have
1: a we have a meeting uh with one of his one of the karate teachers on uh tomorrow actually to talk about him putting him in the they call the black belt program yeah so like basically he dedicating to making it to black belt and he gets like a special black uniform and all that and all i'm thinking is
2: how much extra is that gonna cost a lot. Here's because what you should be thinking about. He's going to be all for it. Here's what you should be thinking about. At what point do you go, does he fuck something up? And you go, go to your room and he goes, motherfucker, and you just not <laughs> he's just going to kick the shit out of you. You're training your kid to be able to kick the shit out of you, Adam. This is not, mm. you're not thinking ahead here. That's not in their student creed. There you go. I didn't say anything <laughs> about race. Anyway, um,. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: Jason, you had mentioned Hold on, hold on one, hold on one second,
2: Sal, because I do want to do, I do want to have. Was about you. It I, was know, I know, I know. I know, I know. That's my favorite topic. But I do want, uh, just a proud dad moment. On top of all the athletic accomplishments, which I talk about here all the time, uh, Jackson was also asked to join the Junior National Honor Society at his school, too. So, nice. uh, getting it done on the field and in the classroom. I'm super proud of the kid. He busts his ass and just want to give him a shout out here, so. Brains and brawn.
0: Yeah,
2: I hate him. Breaker. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sal. Go ahead.
0: You had mentioned before that when you were a commissioner at APW, yeah. uh, people didn't like you,
2: right? Some people.
0: But was it like a character thing? Like, were you a good heel?
2: So when I first started, so when I first started being I the commissioner, be more who he took over for? It, well, it was that, but also when I first started being commissioner, they my character was basically the foil for three of the most popular guys in the company at the time so they were heels but they were cool heels and I was sort of being the straight-laced commissioner and it ended up sort of backfiring in terms of me getting a positive reaction and it just sort of became there were moments where I got some really great reactions so you know, it happens. You, but.
0: you were 1998 JJ Dillon and then they were the NWO. When you know. I would,
2: when I would <laughs> go across the ring from, uh, seeing a senior, I always mm-hmm. usually got a great reaction from those. Okay. And that was so much fun. Man, I tell you what, Johnny Fabs is fantastic to work off of. Like, yes. he's so fucking, he's so quick on his feet. He's so giving in terms of yeah. like, selling anything you put, you put in front of him and putting you over. Like, one of my absolute favorite people to work with. So, uh John Cena senior is absolute pro great dude and I can't say enough nice things about him and he's great to the fucking fans and the kids by the way too
0: oh when I met him he was even I was awestruck I was like you run wrong.
2: <laughs> I mean if you want to know what the kind of dude we're talking about uh several years ago when Jackson was very young uh he showed up at an APW show wearing a John Cena t-shirt so um Johnny talked to him and and you know Jackson even though it was John Cena's dad was like starstruck by by Fabo. Um and then the very next show Jackson wasn't there, but Johnny finds me in the hallway and he's like, Hey your, your son's birthday's coming up, right? And I'm like, How the fuck did you know that? And he's like, Oh, he mentioned to me, I'm like, You remember that a month later? He's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a couple of days and he he goes, just hold on a second, he goes out to the car and he's like and he had John sign an autographed eight by ten to Jackson and gave it to me. It's still up in his room. Holy um, crap. Yeah, so that's the kind of dude you're talking about with, with Fabo. So uh That's awesome. Yeah, just absolutely can't say nice enough nice things about the guy.
0: The reason I was bringing up you as a heel commissioner was I was like, you can use the whistle. That could be your gimmick. You could use the new Bill Alfonso.
2: (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. And I am not the commissioner anymore. I don't have my own (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt.
1: My wife is is actually on vacation this week for the first time. Oh, vacation. That's because, like, vacation vacation, because she finished her old job last week. She starts her new job next week. So she's taking a week off in between and just uh, like
2: vacation went away chilling. or vacation just hanging no, out of the just, house, just not working. Oh, I was just, gonna say because it's like a preview of divorce. You know, if you get the you get the kid, fifty percent of the time, a hundred percent of the time, you know, you gotta be careful. That's why you gotta stay married all the time. Right now, you're rocking a good like twenty percent coverage and the wife handles the rest. And you split up, it's hundred percent of your hundred percent your responsibility fifty percent of the time. So that's true. Stay married, folks. This has been advice corner with Jason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's start with the with the sad bits, as uh, everyone is aware. Cody uh, Rhodes did not show up on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I had a sure. different joke is, about that later. Oh. Um, as everyone is aware, last night uh, I announced on Raw that uh, the wrestling world has lost uh, Scott Hall, and uh, if if you look anywhere. On the internet, uh, everybody who has the Scott Hall story is is sharing this Scott their Scott Hall stories, and they're all like almost like you know, with uh, Johnny Fabs. They're all just how great Scott was, and uh, you know, that could light up a room. that could make you feel like you were the only person there. Um, so Razor Ramon was uh, certainly one of my favorites in the early nineties. I would uh, every, every any time we'd go to a restaurant, I would take the toothpick from the host stand and stick it in my teeth and then throw it at somebody. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 sad news.
2: Uh, I every time I'm at work, uh, no jokes. Still to this day, every time the elevator door opens, I have to fight the urge to do the yeah exactly. <laughs> um, no, I and listen, I I actually had the pleasure of meeting the NWO guys as a group um, at a show once. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have necessarily the same experience with them that other people do, but, well, most of them. Um, But at the end of the day, you can't argue with what that, what Scott Hall meant to the wrestling business. And if you think about it, I don't know that he was the first but he was definitely sort of the model for the cool heel mm-hmm. um he sort of took it and made it a thing culturally um within the wrestling world because there was no cooler guy just heel face doesn't matter right the razor ramon character was one of the coolest characters in the history of professional wrestling he used um, machismo all he's got to be for me though one of the biggest what ifs like what if he had been clean and sober his entire career and hadn't had all sort of the the problems how far would he have gone because he was great character great look great inside the ring and i always feel like sort of the backstage things kept promoters from trusting him as like the top top guy wwe wcw etc um but you know that said obviously the we're gonna miss him um you mentioned all the outpouring of support and some of it, some of it rubs me the wrong way. And that's just personal things that I happen to know and, and didn't necessarily love. Um, but you know, you can't necessarily fault somebody for expressing remorse and sadness at somebody's passing. So, um, how you choose to do it can make a difference in how it is, how it comes across, I guess. Um, but, you know, there's no denying the impact he had, and, and the big void that he leaves in the world of professional wrestling. Sure. And, and you read that Kevin Nash thing. And that's obviously his yeah. best friend, and that's just fucking yeah. heartbreaking. His, and uh, Kevin's
1: Instagram post from was it Sunday night or Monday morning? Something like that. That was when
2: the world sort of found out what was really going yeah. on. Yeah.
1: But... Credit to Sean Waltman as well on Twitter for shooting down all the bullshit yeah. and being. And my favorite was was the one where he's like, "Stop calling me." If you want to find out, you'll find out. But don't call me. So, now, what do you want to say? Um,
0: man, this one's tough. This one's tough for two reasons. Uh, same as you guys, when I was a kid, Razor Moe was my favorite wrestler. Bar none. I wanted to see him. I even wanted to see him uh, win a WrestleMania 10 against Shawn Michaels, and I was already a Michaels mark at that point. But like Jason said, Razor was so fucking cool. Um but what hits home for me now, you know, that I'm older, is Scott Hall was one of those guys, he had his demons, he had a lot of problems, but he got clean. And that was always like like a sign of hope. Like the same thing would happen with Jake Roberts. When you see a guy go down a path in his life and he it's so bad that you're just like, How are you still alive? And then he got clean it's like there is hope for those people out there who are struggling. you can do it and I think that's one of the things that um, kind of sucks about Scott passing is is it was all the abuse he did to his body earlier in his life you know so um, but yeah it it's uh it's hard and it sucks. And like like Jason said, you read Kevin Nash's photos and it's just heartbreaking.
1: Have you guys seen the uh, the documentary about when he uh, the DDP hooked up one? with DDP? Yeah. The DDP
0: one? Yeah.
1: I'm trying to find the name of it because I'm blanking on what it's actually called, but we watched it. It's actually on YouTube. And I cannot find it because it was so long ago that we watched it. But... Um, Very good, very good documentary about his – you call it basically Road to Recovery, basically. Um, I highly recommend it if you can find it. I'm sure if you search DDP Scott Hall, I'm just – I can't find it in my YouTube history, and I'm blanking on what it was called.
0: And credit to Dallas, too, for uh, Dallas Page for all he's done.
2: Wait, are you talking about – so they did one – they did like a 2020 special. Was it 2020 it was um, HBO Real Sports with Scott Hall. No, but he did, this was a. They did the documentary. Was Jake was the resurrection of Jake? Resurrection of Jake Robert. Roberts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so that was the one. Old that was not Scott Hall. That was Jake the Snake.
1: the uh, Scott Scott Hall was in it though? That's right. Sorry, that was Jake the Snake. But Scott Hall. They also kind of covered when he when he came to the house and all that. So yeah. sorry. Thank you for that. But uh, yeah, he's in that one. So.
2: But there is a an HBO Sports uh, special with uh, Scott Hall and DDP, so that's also worth checking out. That was always really good too. I will look into that. Uh, other bad news
1: this week. We'll start. Uh, we'll start on the low and try and move up from there. Um, Big E on SmackDown got his neck frickin' broke, but uh, based on his updates on Twitter. Uh, is not going to need surgery. There was no damage to the spinal cord. It's just uh, – I don't remember which exact vertebrae it was, but uh, things are looking up. And, of course, believe. he's biggie, so he's uh, very positive throughout the whole thing. So.
2: I believe he got released from the hospital today, actually.
1: Oh. Wow. So, But, yeah, it's not going to need
2: surgery. It's just going to have to –
1: yeah, I guess you could say be in traction with the, with the brace and everything. I mean, but, if he uh, was at AEW,
2: he'd be wrestling next week. So right. That's mm. true.
1: And obviously, we wish him a speedy recovery. Obviously, sadly, going to have to miss Mania. But uh, uh, I guess we'll get uh, Kofi versus Baron as opposed to New Day versus
2: Happy. I mean, in, no, in an alternate universe, versus
0: Seamus, but
2: in an alternate universe, when his, when no, his right. push that's wasn't right. halted and he wasn't sent back into the that's tag what? team division, this might never have happened. <laughs> uh,
0: that being said, oh. wait, wait, and I oh. I hate to say this now, but just wait five years and they'll recon it and be like, no, 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 his push ended because he broke his neck. Mm. That's right. People will choose that. to forget that. Um, I will say it was great to see the outpouring from Twitter for everybody who mm. who you yeah. know sent. Biggie wishes and, and, um, you know, kind of put him over like the nicest guy anybody's ever met, nicest guy in the locker room, always help people out. So it, it was, it was good seeing that, but obviously it sucks because that's what came across my timeline on Friday. All of a sudden everything blew up. Like, Biggie just broke his neck on SmackDown. I'm like, are you serious?
2: Yeah, right, exactly. And, and then, then you I watch the, the clip and you're like, yeah. "Oh." Shit. Yeah,
0: and you're like, mm. and then they kept the camera off of them while they stretched them out. They never showed them again, which is always a terrible well, story. It,
2: it was during commercial that they, that they No, it
0: on. was they they No, no, no they it was during the
2: everything. match. Yeah. Okay. Cuz if you go back, you can watch Jessica Carr constantly looking down at him while she's like, gotcha. "Well, should we should we continue?" She's on her headset. You can see her talking on her headset mm-hmm. like, "Should yeah. we continue? Should we stop? What do you want to do?" Um and they did send down medical personnel to take a look at him while it was on, but they made sure to, they were very um cognizant mm-hmm. of making sure the camera did not catch that.
1: And yes, to your point earlier, that is the proper way to handle an injury. Yes. Right. Not just let Jack Evans finish a match. <laughs> anyway.
2: Or or Lance Archer. <laughs> oh yeah. Or Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Or Ray Phoenix. Well, that wasn't a knack. That no, was
0: just just his arm Still. bending the elbow. AEW leaves WWE
2: three to one in broken necks though, so there's that. That's true. It's true.
0: Um, yeah, At least I don't. In the last three years. I, I hope that no one pays attention to anybody criticizing the WWE for this. This was look, shit happens. Just like when Owen fucking broke Austin's neck, nobody planned that to happen. It happened. You know what I mean? Shit happens, In AEW happens a lot more frequently. Let's be honest, yeah.
2: Shit happens, but there's also something to be said for putting somebody in spot. Look, I look this this could have happened with anybody on the other side of it, and I don't mean necessarily the shit on Ridge Holland, but there were some issues with the execution of that move, uh-huh. um, and the reality is that happened. Now, you can sit here and say all day, like, oh, well, you know, if he had more training, blah, blah, blah. Like you just said, Owen Hart was the consummate professional. I mean, no. Yeah. So you can have the most training in the world; shit can still happen. Right. That said, you're now looking at a guy who, in his short, short time of active being an active competitor, because remember he missed almost a year when his leg exploded, um, has now almost fucking broken necks on two guys who were at the top of their brands at the time, in Johnny Gargano and now Big E. So oh. this might be a situation where you want to maybe say hey let's get some extra time down at that pc and make sure we're we're refining these things and make it just a little bit safer well um, the other he comes from the rugby world so
0: i mean it's not like he you almost have to undo everything he learned there to make sure he's safer when he gets i don't think in, they learned the belly to
2: back suplexes in rugby rugby <laughs> no
0: but you but everything you do is at 100 you know percent like everything you do is with full force you know what mm-hmm. i mean sure It was
1: Uh, it was honestly something that I noticed because he came he came from NXT UK mm -hmm. and he wasn't in NXT UK for that long and and that's what it is it feels like he
2: got rushed through the system very very quickly for real for real for real and and maybe just and once you're on the and people will tell you this once you're on the road with WWE especially it was one thing during the pandemic times but once you're on the road you don't have that time to go to the PC and work on stuff you mean you can get a little time before the show starts. When the ring set up, but everybody wants to work on their match, and it's not necessarily the easiest thing to get ring time. It's harder to constantly improve when you're on the road full time with WWE. It just is. So, for, yeah. for for somebody like that, he might be better served getting more time before they call him up. But mm-hmm. it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's another guy who spent like two or three years in NXT UK. Spent a couple mm-hmm. years in NXT. And now he's also part of Sheamus's clique on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Have he you heard name? of this guy? His name's Butch.
2: And Luke? Uh, are we going to lose our shit over the fucking name change? Cause... No.
0: No, no. I, I have no concern <laughs> with the name change. My
2: concern is more the
0: character presentation. I don't know if sticking him with Sheamus and Ridge is how I would have brought in Pete Dunne. Because he's significantly
2: I'm, smaller than both of them. I mean, he also was with Ridge and NXT, so they have that tie. Yeah. I like the fact that they made a point of saying, you know, we've been friends with him for a long time, you know him by a different name. Um, <clears throat> now, that said, two letters make a difference for all of the AEW fans who lost their mind because Butch is a slap in the face to a professional wrestler butcher is fine as long as you have the, that that extra e and the r at the end of your name you are fucking cool now um listen i i've said this to several people on twitter who tried to make this a big fucking deal does anybody give a shit that kana is oscar no does anybody give a shit that fergal devitt is finn Balor? This shit happens all the time, and people lose their shit over it for like a week, and then they just start calling the guy by the new name, and nobody gives a shit. Right. Nobody bats an eyelash at Dewdrop anymore. It's still a stupid fucking name, but (laughs) nobody—it's just nobody bats
0: an eyelash. I made a phase as you (laughs) said the name. That was
1: that was my wife's first comment when uh, we were watching Raw a couple of weeks ago, and and Dewdrop came out, and (laughs) and Emily goes, "What's her name?" I went, "Dewdrop." She goes, "It's a dumb name."
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, we gotta do, but you yeah.
0: Know. Yes, like anything did, else, did, you get used to it.
2: Did Kana get the the uh,
1: Hideo Atami treatment where they brought him out as Kenta and he's and he? When she he was said, in the, the crowd yes. at
2: NXT Takeover, they intro- They had the graphic that she was Kana, and then when she debuted, it was Asuka.
0: Well, on NXT TV, I believe Regal introduced her right. after the crowd, and yes. and then she, they, I think they gave like the reason. Why it was asked? I like,
2: did, they do, the did to... they do the? Did they do the wipe on the Tron? They no, did it for Kenta. They name. did it for Kenta, They did it for Balor. Yeah.
0: But... yeah, they did it for Balor too. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, back when NXT was fun, <laughs> 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 more NXT in a little bit. Like, does but does anyone
2: give a shit that Kevin Steen is? Now Kevin, Kevin Owens, man. like nobody cares about this shit. Like this is the type of shit whiny bitchy fans on the internet get all worked up about for a week until the next thing they want to be all butthurt about is. But
1: how many fucking gimmicks has Ed Leslie had? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. But Booty um, Man was the favorite, right? Zodi from Zodiac. To Yo, the, man. The, oh my god, what was his fucking name when he fought the Hogan at Halloween Havoc? Butcher. The, the Butcher. It was the Butcher. Yeah. Wasn't
0: it? Huh? Brutus the Butcher Beefcake.
2: (laughs) I I don't know. The the booty man, when his finisher was the high knee, was one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Real talk. Maybe the first two Nitros after he debuted, I didn't know he was the disciple. It was the beard and just, he was ripped. And I'm like, yeah, he looked very different. He looked
2: like Macho Man, actually.
0: He he really did. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, enough about Ed Leslie. <laughs> anything else from smackdown
2: um can we all agree that smackdown is noticeably less entertaining when roman reigns when, is not When roman
0: it? is not there yes 100 yeah. percent.
2: although yeah. i didn't
0: i didn't uh enjoy brock chasing Heyman. i was just
2: gonna say that <laughs> i've said this before was this was this always here with brock and we just they missed it for so long or is this something new because this guy is just so fucking money on the microphone now. It's it's unbelievable. I is it, think is they, it is it because of
1: how far how where he is in positioning now that he doesn't have to give a shit? I don't know that like, he's ever given a
2: shit, Adam. Right.
0: <laughs> but no, I think beforehand they wanted him to be silent, be a, a killer, and, and Heyman will do the t- yeah, incarnate. and Haman will do the talking for you. Um, but no, Brock is super entertaining. I mean, we saw bits of it way back when when he was uh, talking to Heat Slater, and he was like, "I don't give a shit about your kids," <laughs> <laughs> or "What's running down his leg?" Piss, <laughs> piss. Um, okay. But I I was saying to um, to Adam the other night because I started watching SmackDown. I'm like, I live in a world where Cowboy Brock Lesnar is one of the best things in the WWE, and I never
2: thought that would happen. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, interesting times. So I got a couple of things from SmackDown I want to run through real quick. No, they can be quick hitters. We don't have to spend a ton of time on them, but uh, first off, Sammy Zayn can make anything into fucking gold. Cause if you follow him yes. on Twitter, this thing of like screenshots of little kids FaceTiming him at like 5am. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm not kidding. And he's asleep. Fucking Stop amazing. calling me. <laughs> so good. Uh, so that was, again, a, a sort of corny gimmick that he took and just made absolute fucking gold. So, uh, good on Sammy. Um, I thought the, I, I actually, and I don't know, this might be a polarizing topic amongst our hosts, but, um, I liked the Rhonda and Charlotte um, interaction. It felt sort of like two fucking alpha females just trying to fucking, you know, for lack of a better term, whip their dicks out, and I'm bigger and badder and better. Um, I think the the parking lot stuff, notwithstanding, I thought the in ring face to face. I actually enjoyed that. Okay. There you go. That works. I don't know how enlarged those are, but you know. (laughs)
0: Um. I actually enjoyed the in-ring more than the parking lot stuff because I thought the parking lot stuff didn't come off that good. It felt like a, thought, a throwback I feel, I feel to
1: the like, previous one. Right, I thought it was, it was it, that felt just like a rehash to me. Right? Yeah, you know,
2: and the cop cars and all that, and that was yeah, but that's I, what I mean. That. And I hated that
1: when that happened. So
2: <laughs> well, at least
1: when now that the AEW fans would
2: have loved it if Orange Cassidy had popped out of one of those trunks. Then it would have been fucking classic. <laughs> and if it made a big comedy bit out of it, no so so
0: Um yeah, the, the parking lot stuff didn't really work for me, the but I enjoyed I enjoyed the in ring. Um, Charlotte, she's she's still a really good promo, and it's underrated yep. because nobody talks about it, about it. But Charlotte will will put herself on a pedestal and run you down like no one else.
2: And, and you talk about a woman who has the just innate and and obviously it's somewhat genetic, I would assume. Um, ability to manipulate a crowd to get whatever reaction from them she wants. Um, and that's sort of what we've always talked about. When and when everybody talks about how much they hate Charlotte Flair and blah, 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 and I've always put her over as being one of the best in the business, and that's it. You're supposed to fucking hate her. There are a few, in this age of cool heels, there are a few heels who are so fucking good that they can still make you fucking hate them. The, her, The Miz, uh, MJF. Those are those are the that's what you should want to be as a heel. It's easy to be the cool heel. It's not there's no challenge in that. In this day and age, making people legitimately fucking hate you is is the win as a heel and she does it as good as anybody.
0: Now, that being said, who does a better job of being a heel, her or Roman? It's different, right? Cuz Roman's amazing but I don't really hate him.
2: But Roman even sort of does the cool heel, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think Charlotte does a better job of getting heat.
2: That's literally what I just said.
0: But it's weird because <laughs> you could also say Roman is the best in the business. He's he's, fuck, he's the number. He's one, one, on one of the, the best
2: on the mic in the business, absolutely. But he doesn't convey that same visceral hatred from the crowd that she does. Yeah. Fair. Um. What else did I have from?
0: Oh, we have have a new little mania pairing of the Usos and Shinsuke and Boobs.
2: Boobs, sorry. Boobs. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, sure, I guess. Get them on the card. If they're not doing the of the Giant, I guess you've got to put them somewhere.
2: Listen, if this is a multi-person thing, fine. But this is an insult to the rest of your tag team division. 100%. Like, you don't have an... Actual tag team that you could stick into this? You do. They already lost last week, though. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. They, their new gimmick is just getting jumped backstage and getting oh, yeah. beat up That's to true. the point where they can't compete, apparently. Uh, cause that happened again. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, look, I'm happy to see Boogs on a WrestleMania card. Cause if you remember, if you guys remember way back, I was the first one on the Boogs bandwagon way back yeah. when.
0: Oh, I was gonna uh, say, we're talking like when he was, uh, in the crowd on Raw. Oh, before
2: the... that, when he did his little fucking air guitar skit on NXT oh, yes, yes, yes. When off air. Eric Buchanagan. Yes. When he was
0: Eric Buchanagan. That's yeah. right.
2: Um, so I'm a huge Boogs guy and a huge Boobs guy. Um, but the uh, the truth of the matter is is that this is not a WrestleMania match. Like it's not. It doesn't feel. It feels like you know a, a mid card match on a Friday on a random Friday SmackDown. After the year the Usos have had running
0: at the top with their cousin, I really was hoping for, like, some type of a dream match scenario with somebody. I don't care who. Yeah. You, there's so many different ways you could have went about this. You know, but
2: but I mean, you what what we're mean doing. look at what they have. You can only run back them in the New Day so many times. I mean, what else is there on the SmackDown tag team roster?
0: It would have been more compelling if they were fighting Orton and uh, Riddle.
2: Well, yeah, but that would that that only happens at Survivor Series. Sure, <laughs> but let, let's just say hypothetically, for the sake of argument, now it looks like we're going to end up with a three three way on. Um, I almost said threesome, three way on uh, the Raw ta- tag team title side, based on what we saw on Raw this week. <laughs> we uh, better.
0: Or the internet's going to get all mad again.
2: <laughs> why couldn't we just have that be a one on one and send the Street Profits over to work the Usos? Because to me, that's a Mania worthy tag team match.
0: I'd rather
2: see sure. that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that, and they that wouldn't
0: have to screw up any, um, you know, heel facial right stories that you already have. Because uh, now you're is... trying to force the prophets to be heel, and
2: this is another episode of Jackson of Jason books WWE better than WWE books WWE. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I hate that. The other thing, speaking of tag teams, um, apparently now we're just throwing any shit thrown together a tag team into this women's tag team title match at WrestleMania because now Natalia and Shayna Baszler want to be in there too, are going to be in there too. Like, cause this is fucking stupid. Like there's not the one first, actual tag team in this fucking tag team match
0: to the champs aren't tag team.
2: That's no, what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: They might not even make it to Mania. In fact, maybe Carmella and Zalina bow out and they just have the other teams go at it. By
2: the way, by the way, I'm going to say something here that's going to surprise some people. Corey and Carmella, not a bad watch on YouTube. No. Quick little 10-minute, quick-hitter 10-minute episodes, in and out, doesn't have time to really piss you off, and <laughs> you get to see a little bit more of their personality, which is actually pretty interesting. So.
0: Honestly, way better than anything I've seen from or heard about from Rose to the Top or even... And Fucking, uh, what's the Bella show? Total yes, Bella. It is,
1: it is <laughs> yes, plot Magic. It is, uh, it, and it is coming over into the SmackDown world. Uh, I, I oh, think it's as it were. Uh, was it Raw, sorry? Uh, Carmella running over and jumping in Corey's lap, <laughs> and Corey, Corey with the leg just kind of kicking at whoever it was.
0: No, get away. <sighs> Dude, speaking of teams that are going to be added to the tag team title match (laughs) Um, apparently Nikki Ash has a new partner she's cutting promos with Drop now like they're a thing
2: yeah I will say this Nikki at ringside sold her character change very well like her facial expressions were very entertaining Um, but you know uh, I didn't say her facials were very entertaining because I knew Troy would take that into a completely different way on the (laughs) host thread. I don't don't have the button that says nuts. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, look, they they put together this women's tag team division at a time. They actually had some tag teams, and then they proceeded to release all the tag teams. And, you know. It is what it is. That's what we. This was the fear all along when they when they kept people kept saying we want a women's tag team division, we want a secondary women's title. It's like, you know, for all the talk of the women's revolution, they don't always book. They they book a handful of women really well, but everyone else is just fodder, and we're still seeing that. Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent.
0: I actually would have preferred if the majority of these these women were in some type of like number one contendership match where they get like a title shot the night of the mania or something like that.
2: I mean, all you really need to know about how they feel about their women's division is look at the women they've released versus the women they've kept in terms of in-ring ability. And I know Troy hates to play this game, but they've released Tegan Knox mm. and and kept Carmella. And, they, you know what I mean? Like, so it's you true. can go down that line, and that's been a recurring theme. They, I mean, Tony Storm obviously left, but she left in large part due to the way they used her and treated her. Um, so she so left. they
0: had Candice LeRae on their roster for three years and barely really used her until she turned. Heel I don't know if this way. is
2: gonna come up when we talk about NXT. I know you were you were super fired up about last week's NXT Sal, but um, why the fuck is Dakota Kai now just generic female wrestler down in NXT? Lost all of her personality, all of everything that made her special, and she's still in NXT for no discernible reason.
0: No, no, no. She's different. She talks to herself now.
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> she the one teaming with Wendy Chu? Yes. yes. Did you
1: hear the, the name of that team that's been floating around? Crazy Lazy. Lazy, crazy. Yeah.
0: Lazy, crazy, crazy, lazy, whatever. Uh, yeah, she's fought her. She's a comedy act. She's probably going to win the Dusty Cup. No, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I, I actually was thinking about that. Dakota Kai is so much different than when she debuted in NXT and not yeah. in a good way.
2: No. Look, I think she's, she's obviously a stunning woman. She, she looks great physically, but, like, they've taken away anything that made her compelling and interesting. And after her, after losing her feud with the, with Raquel, there was no reason to keep her there. There's no reason to keep Raquel there. Or EO. (laughs) Right. So you have all these talented fucking wrestlers who you could call up and make this women's division exciting again, but, we've got Naomi so you know and Carmella and also and listen listen Dana man. Brooke say is- what you say what you want about Naomi the multi month build between her and Sonya Deville not ending up in a WrestleMania payoff is fucking stupid
0: he's got a good yep. point yeah we've been doing nothing but Deville and Naomi and now we're just completely dropping that for and probably. we
2: also never got an explanation of why Sonya Deville hated her. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah it what's
0: was the no... Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. We just completely moved on. <sighs> Look, I saw something on Twitter I hated to, to acknowledge it, but it kind of makes sense when you think about it. They've never done a singles match at Mania for the women that wasn't for the title. Just a one-on-one, like a hot feud. And that Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, wait. wait. They did the Playboy Bunny contest.
0: Wasn't a singles. Yeah, it was. And that doesn't count.
2: (laughs) Well, no, you can't change the argument. You said they never did a single women's match at WrestleMania. Yes, they have. That wasn't for the title. Yes, they did. You don't have to like the stipulation, but it was a singles women's match. Okay, fine. Singles Women's (laughs) Revolution. Mr. WrestleMania. (laughs)
0: I wouldn't say that was a match that really showcased women's wrestling. I didn't... That
2: was... You See, this is what you do when we have an argument, Sal. You make a point. Okay. We prove you wrong. And then you change what your point was.
0: To be fair, it wasn't even my point. I said I heard it someplace. <laughs> so, uh, another podcast. I don't feel like bringing them up right now. So, anyway. No, you're right. They have a ton of talented women. They, they choose to put Naomi in spots. They choose to put Natalia in spots. They choose... Dude, if you told me that Shayna Baszler was, like, the most dominant women's champion in NXT, I'd be like, who, that girl? The one that does Natalia's bidding and takes the pins? Are you serious? I'd never believe you. Because I... I the Shayna character has been completely,
2: completely just thrown away. And, uh... Just... Uh... There's there's so much wasted talent in the women's division. Like it's not even funny. And by the way, where the fuck is Zaya Lee? She's hmm. getting the full on Tony Storm treatment. Here's a bunch of vignettes of you coming to the to the SmackDown. Here's your debut, and you'll disappear for two months. She's, she's and we wonder a why this new talent team. can't fucking get over. Like oh, maybe maybe if you actually featured them regularly. They'd get over. But no, we gotta have Carmela in her gimp mask, so that's gotta be a thing we gotta do. We gotta have fucking Dana Brooks sucking face and Reggie every week. That we can't have <laughs> we can't have fucking women in the ring working. For all the shit that AEW gets about their women's division, and rightfully so, Raw outside of their top five to six females isn't a whole lot better.
0: Raw outside of their top feud on any given week isn't a whole lot better. It's not six. There's not six women on Raw that are in that category with Becky. Becky? There's Becky, Rhea, and Bianca, and that's
2: it. Oh, you're talking about just Raw. I'm talking about, I said WWE. You said Raw, okay. No, I said WWE. So Becky, Sasha, Bailey, uh, Charlotte. I'd say Asuka's booked fairly well when she's there. Um, you know, Bianca, obviously. And Rhea is, Rhea's hot and cold, but yeah, I mean, always (laughs) hot, but hot and cold in terms of her booking um but yeah i mean that's pretty much what you're looking at
0: that's the thing with Rhea though she could have been the superstar right now should and have from
2: been the time she
0: came up even from last year to this year she feels less than this year
2: because and they keep sticking season. her in random fucking tag teams
0: <laughs> i'm not a tag team wrestler here's my new tag team part right Ah. <laughs> uh, okay you did mention NXT, and I did have a couple of thoughts. Last week was NXT Roadblock, which apparently is one of their... Uh, I'm
2: sorry, NXT cock block?
0: Cockblock? Cockblock. Um, and I watched the Sh- show. Roadblock? <laughs> and I got to say, I wasn't... This this show felt a lot like why we've been complaining about NXT 2.0. Interesting. And, okay. To me, there was a lot of... uh Like Like, Dolph Ziggler won the title? No, 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 no. Before, before that, way before (laughs) that, the women's tag matches in the Dusty are, like, not good matches, like, at all. Like, in fact, the first one on XT was really clunky. I forget who it was. I think it was Dakota and
2: Wendy Chu. Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. Cora Jade and Raquel. And Cora was
0: in the ring the whole time. I don't know if Raquel's actually hurt, but they did a gimmick where they hurt her, like, because... Uh, not Chaos Project. What the fuck's their name? Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction was sitting at Ringside World, well, kind of. They were sitting in their lounge.
2: In Raquel's defense, she gets these hands up her all the time, so that's gotta cause injury.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, Adam, yeah, makes, I just Adam looks
2: confused by that joke. Just leave that one where it is. <laughs> Move on. For those who don't know, she's dating Braun Strowman. That's the joke. Yes. Um,
0: no, and then, speaking of the women, just to tie that in, we do a gimmick on the Lash Legends show, okay, with your brand-new talent, Nikita Lyons. That turned into Jerry Springer. That was fucking awful.
2: Yeah, Lash Legend, lashing out should never, ever happen again, ever. And you know what
0: else is awful? This whole um,
2: thing with uh, Persia
0: Parada and Indy and uh, Duke Hudson. It's fucking terrible. Like, oh, I used to date you, but now I'm dating your friend. It's, ugh. I I just, I don't know. I do not enjoy the booking on NXT. It makes me, like, sad.
2: I, I mean, listen, there was some stuff that I actually thought was, was enjoyable on NXT. Um, I thought the triple threat match was really good. Um, I, I liked that they took a chance and did something with the outcome. I don't necessarily love taking the title off of Braun this early, but I see it as a device for him to get to stand and deliver, obviously. Um I thought Imperium and MSK was really good. They did, obviously, fuck finish. I enjoyed Grayson Waller and LA Knight. Uh, Grayson Mm -hmm. Waller continues to really impress me from a guy from his debut teaming with fucking Drake Maverick uh, and looking like just a complete piece of shit to becoming one of my favorite things to watch on NXT every week. Uh, talk about people who have just done an amazing job of making people hate them. Um, he's fantastic at it. L.A. Knight has really become a top guy on NXT. He, he gets yeah. the reactions from that crowd that nobody else gets. He's reminds me on a, he, you know, obviously smaller scale, smaller pond, smaller, but he is getting the rock reactions from that NXT crowd to his promos. T-
0: this is as close to his, what he was when he was Eli Drake.
2: But he on was a bigger the scale, thing in TNA.
0: yeah, oh, 100 percent.
2: Yeah, um, but that's how—that's the reactions he's getting. They're fucking loud as fuck. Right. Um. Yeah, but I mean, there weren't. It wasn't all bad. I, I enjoyed. I have found myself enjoying NXT more the last couple weeks than I had when it first switched to the new format.
0: The other thing that was kind of annoying to me was they do the gimmick with, um the Creed brothers in the parking lot, right? And then they just give the title shot. Yeah, And then they just, give the, yeah. then they just <laughs> give the title shot to MSK, which at first I was kind of like, nah, come on. And then we do the raw finish where it just ends up being a, a schmazz DQ. And I am like, you know, uh, why? Why? Come on. We can be more creative than that. Like, it was just a waste. MSK and, and Imperium wrestled for like five minutes before the Creed's came out. I don't know. I just fucking annoyed the shit out of me. Um, and also we can stop with this whole Briggs and Jensen thing because it's pretty fucking terrible.
2: I, I'm finding myself enjoying it just in the fact that Josh Briggs has so embraced this character that it's kind of amusing to me. Um. Yeah, t- everybody in uh, Adam's Twitch chat. I can't join because uh, fucking Twitch apparently wants me to verify my account for the seven thousandth time. and won't send me the text message with the code to confirm. So, uh, hi everybody in the ch- in the chat. Um, <laughs> the, I, look, I was against you know the whole Brooks Jensen Josh Briggs thing, but they've sort of made it work as a comedy tag team. Um, I I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm surprised I don't hate it, but I don't hate it. I don't know. I don't like it. This whole thing of trying to get Brooks Jensen laid, I'm enjoying the whole like awkward <laughs> awkward Brooks Jensen hitting on Caden Carter. Like it's it's amusing me. It's it's a little stupid thing, but it's entertaining.
0: Um, what do you think of the segments they do with with Carmelo and Trick in the barbershop?
2: It's interesting. It's a different. Like I, we've said this before. I'm a big fan of when they give you visually different places to watch things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of, I, I, like the, I like it for that character. It sort of fits like a place they'd go and just fucking bullshit with their, their boys and, you know, shit talk everybody. It sort of works for them.
0: One more thing from NXT, Tony D'Angelo. Okay, <sighs> back in the day, back in the day we. When when Triple H was in charge of the Black and Gold, we did a gimmick going into their biggest pay per view uh, that was, you know, running with Mania, where Sami Zayn needed an opponent for Takeover Dallas, and the magnitude of who showed up on the screen sent shockwaves throughout the wrestling world. Back then, it did, right? Mm-hmm. So Tony, so Tony D'Angelo is promising. That he's going to fight somebody Stand Deliver that's going to put him on top. Like, top of this business. I don't see who they could bring in to fight Tony D'Angelo that has that kind of,
2: like, holy shit. Nunzio. Duke the Dump. <laughs> Nunzio. Luguito? <laughs> you know
0: what I mean, though? You're building this up. It's going to be a disappointment unless it's really awesome. And it's Tony D'Angelo, so I have no faith that this is going to be I, on. You know, so. I,
2: look, I, I've made my, my takes, first off, Astro, uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over all the winning the Red Sox have done. Um, but over and above that, um, I, was, I had my issues with the Tony D'Angelo character. I still do, but at the same time, um, the in-ring has actually been better than I expected it would be from him. He's actually not bad. No, he's, he's good at telling stories in the ring in the course of a match. and that's. I was going to say, expect. not in
0: those vignettes. No. No, he is not. <laughs> oh, I went to my boy Mikey, eh? and I told Mikey it's now my restaurant. Eh <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Fucking awful. It's just as bad as Slash Legend. It really is.
2: If you ever wanted to know what Sal's cousin would sound like as an NXT character, now you got it. (laughs) Enzo Amore.
0: Now there's a guy I would pop for if he brought back to fight Tony (laughs) D'Angelo. Jesus Christ. That would be kind of funny. Uh, And then, oh, of course, we also have Joe Gacy
2: kind of recruiting people, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need to see Joe Gacy anymore.
0: I don't, I don't have a problem with Joe Geezy. I think there's something there. I just don't think they're hitting on it. I still say
1: uh, Tony D'Angelo's opponent is Duke Dumpster Dressier. <laughs> He's in the family business. It could be. Gabbage. He's a garbage man.
0: It is quite possible. So... What should we talk about next, boys?
1: I want to go back to SmackDown for half a second, because there's one part part of the show that we didn't talk about, and that was Pat McAfee beating the shit
2: out of Austin Oh, shit, that's
1: right. I enjoyed that. I didn't... I less enjoyed Michael Cole going, Pat, 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 Pat. Pat, be
2: professional. No, you know what? I actually... (laughs) I actually liked that, because that felt like it was legitimate. Like, it was really Michael Cole trying to keep his partner out of trouble. Like, I, I would... So often, like, the announcers just sell the shit. Like, no, this is this is your broadcast partner. You're supposed to have a friendship and a rapport right. with your broadcast partner. And you know <laughs> he's going to – like that. he said Pat about 45 times in a minute and a half. When you're trying, when you're trying to calm someone down, that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, if, that's what I'm saying. It felt real. It felt legitimate. It felt like how you would handle that situation if you were Michael Cole in that moment. Mm-hmm.
0: I will give you that it felt real. My issue was it felt like he was talking down to him, like a father would to his son, like sit down, wow. sit down. Like, and it's just weird to hear Michael Cole talk like that to somebody who's, who's who could beat the shit out of him.
1: I mean, he's a terrible human being. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Michael Cole, it's a Jeff from the Nevermind. Oh. Anyway, um, no, I, I'm actually really looking forward to this McAfee. Yeah. Uh, watched everything, and I did get to check out Vince's interview on the Pat McAfee show, it was fucking hilarious. Right? And I... And, I you, and you
1: should have gotten my Michael Cole as a terrible human being joke.
0: That's <laughs> true. Um, no, it was absolutely amazing. And Vince is like... I don't think he is the same guy he was
2: back No, in the he No, but era, he is also... 80s. Everything that Tony Khan is not as a... Oh, 100%. As a leader of a company. Mm-hmm. He, he has all this gravitas and he's he's very well-spoken and he... Like... He's very calm in that scenario. He gets across what he wants to get across. He doesn't get rattled. Uh, That's what somebody who's running a multi-billion dollar company should look like. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm.
0: And he even acknowledged stuff like, you know, there was was times, like, I think he said right after WrestleMania 4, he was like, I thought I was king of the world and quickly got knocked down to my own, you know. You know, knocked knocked myself off that pedestal. So I mean credit to him. Even it if it's bullshit or not. Like I respect the man he, yeah. he portrayed at least yeah. at on that show.
1: For sure. I understand why they didn't cover it, but I kind of wish they had uh, that they talked about like how close was the company from just not existing in ninety four and ninety five.
0: Well that, that being said, I love the story 94. you said about um like, we always hear that he went all in on WrestleMania 1. Yeah. But when he, like, broke down the financials of it, like, <laughs> you gotta understand. The contract when I bought the company, like, with the balloon payment, I was going to end up owing them a lot of money, and they were about to seize everything. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking still to this day crazy to think about. I would have loved if he talked about the the 94. Steroid but he's not going to fucking do that. And no. I don't blame
2: him. He no. shouldn't. He shouldn't.
1: Ah,
0: anyway. Anyway.
1: Let's talk about uh, the Street Profits and RK-Bro.
2: Okay. We sort of already did, but we can can go back.
1: We didn't talk about the birthday party.
2: That was kind of (laughs) cute.
0: Randy tried. What was it? But you guys, what was in the little green pouch?
1: They never told
0: them. Gee, I wonder.
1: Um,
2: Are we... So we do we think we're getting How do you have a birthday party? party for Riddle and you don't invite MSK. That's, true. That's a fact. He's the shaman. Um
0: no, I think we're getting the triple threat. And I don't I don't want Chad Gable and Otis to not be on the card. I think Gable has done enough work he deserves a spot on Mania. I almost feel like the odd team out is the Street Profits. Like they, they Granted, I understand they pinned R. K. Bro two weeks ago, but I don't know, why wouldn't you just do uh, I was going to
1: say, if this isn't audible because of that, because obviously that's not the way that match was supposed to end, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, Uh, then I think this is a a great way of going about it.
0: Yeah. I I guess. Do you wonder though, are are we like probably the week after Mania and, and Orton turns on Riddle? 'cause you know it's going to happen at some point.
2: But he's his f- 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 friend. I know. This will last as long as Orton's enjoying it, honestly. <laughs> Orton I'm seems sure. to be having as much fun with this as he's had with anything. Um you can just tell it translates to the camera. The promos and stuff, he he has a hard time You think time... I'm
1: the only one who bakes?
2: Yeah, he has a hard time <laughs> not breaking with some of this stuff and that's that's out of out of uh content, out of character for Randy Orton, so Do you think we get the triple threat ultimately? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you see a title change? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking RK-Bro just retains.
2: As of now, I would assume there's a title change, but that could change my mind by the time we do predictions, so who knows. That's true. At least I got two weeks. Speaking of Monday Night Raw... By the way, happy uh, birthday, Astra.
0: Happy birthday, Astra. Uh, I'm digging Edge's new theme song. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yep. I don't know about the blue promo, but eh, whatever. Gives an ambiance, I suppose. Um Edge Edge is selling this heel character for me, almost to the point of it reminds me of two thousand eight Jericho. Right, with the suit and like the I'm the best in the world. Like you know what I mean? It, it's it's similar. But I I need a response from AJ. I need AJ to show up next week on on Raw and kick the shit out of him. (laughs) What would you think of the promo?
2: It was good, and I think it was sort of what we needed last week. Like, it gave some context and some reason for why uh, he decided to do what he did, which I think was lacking last week. Um, But the presentation, Edge feels like an edge a great example we talked about it earlier a guy who's been in the business and knows how to get the emotion he wants he turned that crowd on him and he crafted a very very well done story about why he made that turn he he brought back history he made you know he he said part of it was because he was embarrassed at wrestlemania being stacked and pinned and like so it was a well-crafted story and this is I'm going to compliment AEW in a little bit, but this is where WWE still has, to me, a much better job because they have guys who can craft, save for MJF, who did a masterful job of crafting his story um, before, but they have guys that can craft their origin stories as to why they do things, and AEW just doesn't seem to have many of those guys. Which is a little
0: weird because we've seen... Like, I'll give you an example. Brian and Moxley, we know those guys can do it on the mic. Brian can do it more than they even let him. You know what I mean? He can craft a whole fucking narrative. We've seen him do it in the WWE. Yeah. But they just, I don't know, well, they're too rushed. They have to get twenty. We have, we have
2: different opinions minute, on, anyway. on the Moxley promos. I think we always have, so.
0: That's fine. No, but Daniel Bryan, when he was like, doing the um, the heel
2: character going yes. against Kofi. That was great yep. work. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's whole heel run was great. And again, there's a guy who can go from making the, the crowd absolutely eating out of the palm of your hand with everything you say to making them absolutely despise you. Despise mm-hmm. you, yep. There, yep. Are, there are very few guys, and, I, and it's funny, I keep saying there are very few guys and I keep mentioning more of them, but, um, <laughs> but it, is, it is truly a skill and an art that, only the guys who have been doing this for a long time seem to be able to consistently do. And by the way, Edge is just so much better as a heel anyway. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs>
0: there's a guy in this business who at times has been very good at storytelling. Um, his name was chanted multiple times on Raw. He was supposed to show up because they were in Jacksonville, and he might still show up.
1: I know. But... Where the fuck is Veer Maham?
2: I know, but where... Well, with that face he made in his, his little vignette there, he's definitely <laughs> oh, coming he's on Raw. He certainly,
0: certainly looks like he's coming. Um, Jason, tell me why you were upset that Cody didn't show up.
2: Wait, what are you talking about? Weren't you pissed off that Cody no, didn't I, show they, up on No, but they were chanting Kobe for Seth, right? That's what that was? Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, I assumed. Sure. No, listen. Yeah. All right, I, I said I was going to praise AEW. Allow me to sort of do that within the context of why I'm pissed off. People have shit on Tony Khan and AEW for, you know, going to the well with debuts too many times and all this. And there's an argument to be made there, certainly. That said, when they promise you that they're going to have a new talent, when they tease a, a debut, they deliver on that tease.
0: Case in point, when everybody knew Punk
2: was going to show up in Chicago for that episode of Rampage. Yeah, they could have very easily said, you know what, goddamn, pal, let's make him really want it. And now I'm to the point, look, I was excited for the, I'm a Cody fan. I always have been. I've said it on this show before. I, I think Cody does a fantastic job of selling his, he is not, I've said from the beginning, he's a WWE worker in the ring, but I think as a promo guy, I think he fits the WWE mold much better. But I've always been a fan of his that said I was very excited to see him return and I was excited because for a couple reasons I think it's a much better environment for him I think he'll do much better here in terms of crowd of the crowd getting the reaction he wants I feel like it's a work rate better work rate match for him uh, better work rate style for him in that company um, but also he's very good at telling stories with his promos which is a much bigger thing in WWE than it is in AEW Um so all that being said, plus there is a certain ad atmosphere of the first big guy to jump from AEW back to WWE. So there, there's there's sure. there's an air of anticipation around the return of Cody, and I felt that air of anticipation prior to Saudi Mania when they start, or the night after Saudi Mania when they started dropping hints on their social media yep. and on Facebook, and I started to feel a little bit more of that when they started to. Sort of crystallized where he was going to fall in. And you sort of could start to see the story they were telling vis-a-vis Seth. Um, last night they're in Jacksonville. They're in a, they're in the heartland of AEW. They're in, they're 20 minutes from where Cody lives. So this has to be the moment. Seth's going to reveal how he's going to, and they don't deliver yet again. They fail to deliver the moment. And to be honest with you, I turned off raw last night and said, I just, listen, they never said he was going to be there. So they've obviously got that out, but it was the spot to do it. And I dedicated three hours to watching a very shitty raw. Mm -hmm. And now that that, I didn't get a payoff for that, now that there was no reward, there was no cookie at the end of that. I'm fucking sort of over it now. I I don't have that same anticipation I had going into last night. I don't don't have
0: that same excitement.
2: I don't feel that way anymore. Now, that could all change. If he shows up and it's a great moment, I could get totally back into it. I fully admit that. But... What they've done is take away the thing that I was excited, all the excitement from the thing I was excited about, and that is what I think WWE does way, way, way too fucking often for their own good. And I think that's a big part of what's turned a lot of the internet fans against them. It's like they actively fight against giving people what they want. Listen, sometimes AEW is very predictable because they do the obvious thing. But you know what? Sometimes it's not a bad thing to just give the people what they want. Give the thing that will make the fans you've, happy. There's nothing you've wrong with that. you got to
0: give the that. people what they want. Right. You've got to give the people what they want.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but think back, like, this is, they built all year towards Roman taking the title off of Brock at WrestleMania, and goddamn, pal, we'll swerve him and we won't have him win it. Like, you you, yeah. in, you yeah. get people, yeah. you beg people to get invested in the story you're telling and then you don't give them the end this is like if you went to every marvel movie and the bad guy won all the time <laughs> like i know yeah, at the end of that's just the end. That's i know just... at the end of the marvel movie that the good guy is going to win it doesn't ruin the movie for me i don't need you to to do something fucking stupid that changes and ruins the end of the movie just so i don't get what i thought i was going to get ah uh-huh. I okay. know what I'm going to get, and I'm okay with it. Get me a good story to get me there, and I am fine with it. But they actively fight against giving people what they want at this point. And we it, are. Okay. WB
1: is, is, very, is very strongly towing the line between edging and blue ball.
0: <laughs> okay, here's the thing.
2: And the way you're holding your hands is very descriptive for both of those.
0: Right. <laughs> um. In the history of this podcast, and I'm talking even just since you joined, Jason,
2: a few years ago. Okay, it's only been a f- it's yeah. been more than a few years at this point. I think it's been like five, for
0: you, right? Five, it's, six. It's more something. than a few. That's half a decade, bro. That's, a few to me is four bro. to six, but anyway, several is more than six. But anyway,
2: <laughs> um, I just looked at how Astro saying how is he still alive? I assume she's talking to me based on how old she ta- called me last week. So now we were talking about Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. Oh. Because Astro said, Jericho's
1: been around since 2008. The man's ancient. I said, Jericho's been around, been since, around since
2: 1995. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, no. She
1: said, you're lying. So here's the thing. Well, In the longer than that if you count
2: New Japan, I guess. True.
0: And true. Canada. In the history of this podcast, we have complained so much about WWE not giving you what you want. It goes all the way back. Sure. I mean, even when, um, when Daniel Bryan was red hot, and they finally did it at Mania, and some people say it's because Punk quit, because they were going to go with Punk versus Triple H and all that other shit. I don't know. But finally, they did pay it off. But it wouldn't have been the first time they they got you to that point and just didn't pay it off.
2: Mc, Dude, McFoley.
0: Shinsuke, McFoley. Booker T. Shinsuke fought oh. um, AJ, he was never as hard as he was going into that match at Mania. Yep. And they were just like, no. Nope. That's not going to happen. <laughs> they do that a lot. And and here's the thing. All joking aside, this week is the week I I felt like, you know what? This is probably when Cody's going to show up. makes the most sense. They're in Jacksonville. Crowd is red hot for it. He shows up. He sets opponent. I understand there's still two Raws left. But now you've gone to the point where you almost have to do it at Mania. And if you do it at Mania, is he going to get time to cut a promo and explain why he's back? Is he going to – like, you've set up nothing. Right. Do you know what I mean? And and that's a shame because he'll still get a pop. He'll still get a huge reaction. It'll still be a moment. But you could have had time to put the story there. He just chose not to. And that bothers me. Also, God forbid this isn't Cody, if they do wait to Mania – this is a dangerous game they play because I've heard things of, I've seen things the past couple of days of Seth versus Goldberg. Oh, Seth versus Undertaker. I hope we don't go down that road. Well, Goldberg's not under contract at this point, so. Right. They could bring him in for one night. Sure. And Taker, he's already going to be there from the Hall of Fame. They don't even have to have a match, it could just be a moment.
2: I don't think with with Ko already doing just the moment. I don't think. But yeah. by the way, speaking of which, how fucking stupid
3: <laughs> of a premise
2: <laughs> for that main event was that? Like, I was that's that was that's what I was going to bring up. <sighs> was, go ahead, Adam. Then you can go.
1: It, it, I mean, I I can kind of justify it with the way they're playing Seth's character right now. But Seth, who has never hosted a talk show, ever. He just goes to the ring. And was like, I got my deal. I'm just gonna take your talk show.
0: <laughs> so fucking stupid. Meanwhile, at any point KO can be like, I'll tell you what. You can be on the show with me. You could be like my <laughs> my, my <psychic>. second banana. <laughs> you
1: could be, be Andy Richter to my Conan O'Brien.
0: Exactly. Um, which would have solved the problem, and then they wouldn't have had to have, have him. <laughs>
1: I mean un- it
2: was an unsurprisingly good match, I'll give them that. But, no, yeah, but it's the, pre-
0: the premise for it was
2: it was it was oh, dumb at best. But Owens selling of it was fantastic though. I will give I will give Kevin Owens that. Like, like what what do you mean you? He he already hates me. He's coming to kick my ass. <laughs> Owens
0: was all of us watching. Like, what do you mean? No, I'm I'm the one who set this up. While we're
1: here, props to Owens for the uh, multiple Scott Hall shout outs yes. during Raw. Even if he
2: messed one up. That's fine, though. No, you tried. Well,
0: you can't... But then it would have been blatant if he said bad guy. But, you know.
2: Hey, yo, wasn't blatant enough, dude?
1: Well... <laughs> he could have been talking about that Bobby eyelash. You don't know that.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: Uh I got nothing else from Raw. Because it wasn't a good show. <laughs> Other than, like I said, I enjoy the Edge promo, but that was about it.
2: Ah... <sighs> Anything. Shall
0: we? Shall we go to where a lot enjoy, of hatred is focused? This hold on, week? you
2: didn't enjoy Commander Aziz versus Omos?
0: Uh, you know what though? It was. I'll give him this. It it had that like what's going to happen here feeling for a little bit. Not much of it, but it was kind of like, huh. I think
1: it should have taken place dude. in Raw
2: Underground just for old times' sake.
0: Yes, <laughs> Would have been badass.
1: What do we? What do we think of Austin Theory costing Finn Balor the match
0: against Damian Priest? Finn Balor's taken a lot of pins in the past month. There, I said Where's
1: Where's that going though?
0: Who knows? Are we, getting, that, are we getting Are we getting Theory that and Balor after have, Mania? Could be. Yeah, somebody said that Theory is going to have a program with Finn for the U.S. title. I guess we've already done Finn and Theory to death, but sure, let's do two more months of it.
2: <laughs> oh, I I, 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 I did have one more thing from Raw. Small little thing. Um, do you remember that period of time? Where like every other week, John Cena would hit the AA on the Big Show, and everybody they would, every time it happened, they would go, "Oh my God, what a feat of strength by Cena!" <laughs> yeah. uh, Bianca Belair hitting the K O D on I... Dewdrop is the new John Cena hitting the AA on Big Show. Yeah. It's like how many times are we going to do this now? Like and put it like we get it. She can do it once she's done it once. It's not as impressive anymore because we've seen her do it.
0: I don't know why like, this happens on Raw a lot but they they love doing tv matches that they've done seven or eight times oh yeah like they did that with riddle at one point i forget who he was fighting but he fought the same person every fucking week <laughs> it was it was awful um and that's the first thing i thought of when they said this i was like ah oh, two drop versus bianca again right. speaking
1: of speaking of bianca Belair, though we've got a fake neck injury, neck injury 3 days after
2: a legitimate neck injury was that, that was, was that injury legitimate Becky, though, though? Do we know that? Biggie's? Yes it was. No, I thought you meant Becky's. Sorry. No, I'm not you know, no, no, Bianca no, Belair getting shot
0: uh, a chair on yeah, her face. Becky germinizing Bianca's neck.
2: Well, she was more that. going for her voice box. I thought it was more of a shot at you know the same thing that she Bianca had done to Becky than a shot at Biggie. Biggie.
0: Oh, I thought it was trying to break her fucking neck. <laughs> when you put the head in the chair in the and the ring post is involved. This, usually this it's is
2: WrestleMania thing. season. This is Macho Man and Ricky steamboat trying to crush his larynx.
0: Fair. Um, do you think we see that braid get either restricted for their match at Mania? Like she has to like. She
1: has to, wear tape, it. It. <laughs> she has to tape it down.
0: <laughs> Title um, versus braid. What do you think, Becky? Or do you think Becky gets the ultimate heating and cuts it off like next week?
2: I don't know. She could.
0: Or does Bianca just show up and she's gotten rid of it? Or like, if she see, cuts it off during the, match- the Mania?
2: You know, huh? you know what she should do? Bianca at WrestleMania should make her way out and have like five or six women following her, holding her hair behind her, and they can be her braids maids.
1: Nice. <laughs> God, I hate how much I enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: joke.
1: What I said was what if Becky cuts it off at WrestleMania? Talk it like during hate. the match at WrestleMania. Talk about
0: a reaction. I mean, and then you're set for the next four pay-per-views. You just do Bianca <laughs> and, and Becky every fucking month. Oh, man. Well, going oh, forward, you know that would will. be
2: unbelievable. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much I enjoyed that. Oh, boy. Alright, so the road to WrestleMania continues.
2: You Let's know, goddamn pal, there. we'll call it a hair today, gone tomorrow match. They would. That's too. such and good shit. <laughs> oh,
1: my. Uh, speaking of Bianca's braid, mm-hmm. uh, we can segue into this topic. WWE 2 k 22 came out.
2: Yes, uh, oh, and you're going
1: to give us the report. We're going to do this
2: before oh. a- Sal takes all his anger out on AEW? <laughs> okay.
1: And I will tell you, uh, Bianca's braid looks better than it did in WWE 2 k 20 It's still not great, but it's better. Um.
0: To be fair, with as much movement as that breed has during the match, I think they did a good job. It is, it is a market improvement.
1: Um Yeah, I've been enjoying the game. It's in a little bit of universe mode. I haven't really gotten into the teeth of it with uh you know my rise and, and my GM and all that, but uh, and I haven't hit the showcase yet for Ray. But uh it's it's certainly a beautiful game.
0: Uh how many times have you watched Finn Balor's entrance?
1: they They didn't they 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 gave him a little flat like he's wearing a dance belt in the front it's just not the same um
0: no cock outline in the game i
1: will yeah there's no VPL. I will say this uh it is it there are spots where it is it is very obvious that this game has been in development for two years, like the roster um and the, and the fact that Paul Heyman comes out with Brock Lesnar but <laughs> the things there's little things like that, but overall it's uh it's it's certainly. Certainly, much more playable than 2K20 ever was. Does, does, and,
0: uh, does the universe mode include that feud between Bray Wyatt and uh, Braun Strowman? You get to be either mm-hmm. of them, right? <laughs> I joke, but they're probably in the game, aren't they? I
1: brawn is like brawn is of course he is <laughs> first, first,
0: first, first, first. does he do the choo 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 oh <laughs> my, my god friend. you know what i was gonna ask you when riddle comes out does he fucking do, do there's birds there's no fly out? there's
1: no birds that was the other thing. that was the that was the first thing i think that was before you showed up on stream the other night it was we had a we had a riddle match and riddle came out and there were no birds i was like see it's been in development for two years there's no birds
0: is there any cgi graphics like big giant shiny I, roman like... i haven't seen any now. <laughs> big giant oh. shiny roman you know, the big Roman
2: that comes out. I, yeah. <laughs> ah! Anyway. All right. Bet you about AEW. Roman <laughs> swipes. Uh, by the way, <laughs> where, before where do I start. By the way, hold on. Before we get into AEW, because there is one current event that we didn't discuss that's sort of big news. I don't know if either of you gentlemen caught the news, but a bill, the first bill, I think, under the history of the last two administrations that passed the Senate unanimously today to remove daylight savings time. Thank God. No longer will we set the clocks back. We will just leave them where they are now.
1: Thank God.
2: This Because um, if, if we were going to do it, that's what I'd pick. Because this is when the daylight's later. About, right, exactly. Perfect. That's, that's why I want to do it. But several states have already abolished it. But yeah, I know. that already, right. I mean, that fucks with time zones. Time zones are already a bitch to remember on top of like fucking. But my state didn't reset the clocks. And I, yeah, we're we're actually two hours behind. But because of the, like, right. No, fuck that. It's got to be an all or nothing. No. Right,
1: I was I was on I was on Twitch Sunday, waiting for someone's stream to start. And they were like, "It'll be at three o'clock Pacific or whatever it was, I, or one o'clock Pacific." So I was in I was in chat. I was in, I was there waiting. It was like four o'clock, and there was nothing. and There was nothing. And there was nothing. It was like, "Oh yeah, you're in Arizona. The clocks don't change." I was change just going to say,
0: "Are they in Arizona?" <laughs> Question for you guys: How long has daylight savings time been going on? I mean, I know it's been going on ever since Life. I've been because I remember having to set the clocks it had something to, to do with the. I,
2: I think it had something to do with the farmers and the time that's the that's the, the common myth but i don't that's
0: the it. villain origin story it was the farmers yeah. back in the 1800s
1: <laughs> let's see
0: i just i have no idea when it started but i do know that the rest of the world doesn't do it and they're just like stupid americans
1: The idea of aligning waking hours to daylight hours to conserve candles was first proposed in 1784 by American polymath Benjamin Franklin in a satirical letter to the editor of the Journal of Paris.
0: Thanks, Ben Franklin, for inventing a reason to screw up the time for everybody. But yeah, get rid of it. I'm over it. Agreed. Go on. Get it
2: out of here. And I just thought, yeah, I just thought yeah, it was after everything of the last, we couldn't agree on helping poor people, helping people through a <laughs> pandemic. But this is the one thing that we can all unanimous. fucking get behind. Was uh, it the, unanimous? That yeah, was the
1: the oh uniform the Uniform Time Act of 1966 established the system of uniform daylight saving time throughout the United States.
0: 1966. See, no, never mind. Nope, not gonna say that. All
1: right, get fucked, DST. There you go.
0: So, Jason, where do you want to start on AEW?
2: Oh, I thought you were gonna start. I thought you were gonna announce your only fans. Um, well, we might as well start with Dynamite since sequentially that was the first thing, right? Yeah. What's the first thing that happened on Dynamite? The first thing that happened on Dynamite? Chris Jericho oh.
0: opens the show. Because previously he didn't shake Eddie's
2: hands. But tonight, tonight he's gonna shake Eddie's hands.
0: And Can we Eddie just talking about Chris there? Jericho
2: trying way too hard to look young at this point.
0: <laughs> yes. There is a lot of Brett Michaels and Chris Jericho. The fifty year old guy wearing eyeliner and fake hair. Um I I hated everything about this.
2: It's like it undid everything that they did at the pay-per-view at first. At first. Kingston was good for his part. The pro- Kingston, yeah, sure. Kingston promo work was good.
0: I i actually... Kingston did an amazing job at the beginning when he was saying that... um, You know, like, forget all this shit. This isn't even for you. This is for those fucking people out there. Um, I don't need your respect. That was good. But then... Jericho, who um, has done nothing but have a faction since he's been in AW, got himself a new one. Mm-hmm. The Jazz, if you will. The, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Are you kidding me with this shit?
1: Sounds like a bunch of
0: jackasses. It's Jericho and Hager, who I guess is part of this, even though he was kind of conflicted when he came down. And so he almost dropped it. Eddie Kingston of his goddamn head. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jericho Hager and uh, Two Point and Daniel Garcia. Why? Why so they got
1: to the bring fuck? their son.
2: Well, now Two Point Oh will get more TV time than Proud and Powerful. So, mm-hmm. I was gonna say they'll slide right
0: into that spot of useless tag
2: team that never wins anything. I mean, it's really like okay, so useless tag team that never wins anything, uh, you know, skinny little twink boy and Jake Hager. So it's what? it's pretty much I'm, it's like I'm the same. I'm <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. I should first consult with resident twink expert Sal. Uh, is that does that meet with your approval? <laughs> yes. It okay. Does. Um, and and Daniel Garcia, I honestly is one of my favorite to watch on the Indies. is fantastic worker. So I don't. I mean they disrespect this joke. Um but he is sort of filling in that Sammy role and that's exactly what they did. It just recreated the inner circle with new guys and yeah. less interesting guys. And yes. like, Okay, great. So what's the what's the third iteration of this group look like cuz I mean Jake Hager will still be there cuz without this he's got fucking nothing else to do. Um <laughs> I was
0: going to say they have nothing for Jake Hager other than this.
2: Right, exactly. It's like but
0: Um uh, oh, I'm sure it will be FTR and uh maybe Spears. Yeah, you know, they
2: were they retired. Yeah. Hmm. There are the...
0: So it will be the revival. And... <laughs> Plus,
2: they're still in a faction. I mean, Wardlow's out of Pinnacle, but that doesn't mean they are. Yeah. It's the last time the Pinnacle were all on the same screen together. When they beat up CM Punk? Like two weeks ago, bro?
0: No, it was not two weeks Three weeks ago, whatever. <laughs> it was, then, it was whatever. a while ago. But anyway. Like three
2: weeks ago. It was before the pay per view. like two it's weeks okay ago. It's okay because FTR retired now, so we don't have to worry about that.
0: And apparently Sean Spears is dead because we haven't seen him. So... <laughs> oh. You know what? I'll, I'll transition to that. Literally I literally saw him at
2: the pay-per-view. He came out with Wardlow.
0: Surprisingly, <laughs> I enjoyed Wardlow's promo this week. I didn't know if he, had, but I thought he was well-spoken. Um, I thought he told a good story. What'd you think of the Wardlow promo?
2: I've literally been saying this is this company's Roman Reigns, and they've been fucking putting the brakes on him for no reason for two years. Um. Go back to just, and I know this sounds silly, but go back to the fucking Dark Order promo where they all went and gave him the cards. Like this guy oozes star quality and charisma, mm-hmm. and has from I don't know if I'd say day one, but from very very early on. And it feels like why the fuck did it take us this long to get here?
0: That's true. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: and I love that that segment on BT when they gave him the the what was it Valentine Day That's guy. <laughs> amazing um and then after all of this nonsense your world champion is having a title defense in the second segment
2: unadvertised
0: against not not exactly not advertised against dante martin
2: who whose tag team partner just returned
0: At the pay-per-view.
2: But he was the number two ranked singles guy. Which says a lot as it is. In a company that has CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Dante Martin is your number two ranked challenger. Because the rankings are horseshit. Uh,
1: For for what it was, it was a decent match. That's fine. For what it was, it didn't fucking matter. But what it, killed I, me, I, what killed me, is what happens after, where where <laughs> Page gets attacked by Cole and and Red and they're like, well, you you find a tag team, and we'll have a we'll have a, a, a
0: trios Six-man, match next three-man, week, three-man, whatever.
1: And after after Adam Page fights Dante Martin, and they have a match, and they shake hands, and Page takes the mic and says, you know, I'm glad your brother's back. You guys are going to rip ass in the tag team division, I think. But, you know, you're really good as a single star. I have a chance to pick any tag team to go against Adam Cole and Redragon, not you. I'm going to get the champs. Like it was the perfect spot to slot them in because he was just talking about. Also, for the record, Adam Cole didn't
2: say he was picking Red Dragon. He said, "I'm gonna pick." They were trying to do the "I'm gonna pick the Young Bucks." Oops, I mean Red Dragon swerve. So exactly,
0: yeah, because that worked great. Yeah. Um, Well, you know what? I did appreciate in the back the Bucks being like, "We told you anybody but Hangman. Like, it's not gonna happen." Um, And
2: then he kind of picked Red Dragon by
0: default. I thought that was kind of funny. But um yeah no picking.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. Why are the why are the Bucks so upset about opposed to doing anything against Hangman Page? Didn't they literally help Kenny beat him in that tournament final? Like weren't they involved in that?
0: But then they but then they let him beat Kenny without right interfering for
2: no reason. I mean they went from. Call, they felt bad. They went from calling him a jobber and attacking him to now I don't fucking get it. When when people talk about AEW storytelling, yeah. here you go. Here's a great example. Of You've that. watched BT
0: longer than I have. Were, were the Bucks and and um, Hangman like best of friends?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Hangman came on later. He wasn't uh, an OG. When, yeah, I figured that. Um, but yeah, they were all. It was that whole clique. Um, here's my problem with with this whole thing. Do the math. And ask yourself, in the time Hangman Page has had the AEW Heavyweight Championship, Mm -hmm. how many times has he felt like the most important thing on a show?
0: Definitely not this week.
2: (laughs) How many weeks? Definitely
0: not this week. He felt like the most important thing the week after he won the title.
2: That's the first
0: thing I can think of. I I was going
2: to say once or twice. I would say that...
0: And maybe when he he first... The two
2: Daniel Bryan matches, or Bryan Danielson matches... Those two weeks, I think he felt probably the most important thing on the show. Um, yeah. although AEW also has this thing of trying to sell the, we're not predictable by having the world title match on first and saying, you know, well, we can't, cause we don't know, blah, blah, blah. So then it sort of takes away from it cause it's not the main event of the show. It's not the last thing you remember. It's not, that doesn't, so that's a problem. Um, but no, it's talk about, taking a guy's first run as a top guy and just sort of taking his shit all over it because he doesn't feel like the most important thing on this show very often. And he should and always feel like the most important thing on great. the show. When the and heavyweight he championship is defended on the show, it should feel like the most important thing on that show.
0: Thank you. That's what I said
2: last week.
0: It was, it was an absolute slap in the face. Second match unannounced against Dante Martin. I don't fucking get it. I really don't. And Hangman has been really good in everything they've given him. It's just they've given him shit. But, like, his matches are still good. His promos are still good.
2: Also, in the company that doesn't do rematches, it looks like Adam Cole's headed towards a uh, rematch. After having a rematch with Daniel Bryan. But they don't do rematches. No, they don't do rematches. That would be... That's just fucking crazy. Uh,
0: speaking of Daniel Bryan, immediately after this segment, it's time for Daniel Bryan and John Moxley to have their tag team. Yeah, <sighs> this whole episode, Dynamite, felt like they were like up against the clock, and they wanted to fit fifty-five segments in a two-hour show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was insane.
2: So I they just I I don't know if this is a thing, but I'm reading the the rundown from the the. Episode of Dynamite to refresh my memory. And it says yep. they faced Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, the work horseman.
0: I'm reading the same, I think I'm reading the same one you are. Is that a thing? I didn't know they were call, I didn't know they were called the workhorseman either. I think it's an Indies thing. Okay. Sure. Another thing your audience has no fucking idea about. Anyway.
2: It's a good thing AEW uh, would never body shame a guy and make him put on a singlet to cover up his never. belly that he's never covered up on the indies before but uh so jd drake looking good in that new new singlet completely unrelated
0: um okay we'll get to the after the match in a second what do you guys think of this match the tag match yeah it felt like a nothing match right it felt like Like it actually went too long
2: yeah i mean in a sense but it did feel like we're going to establish these guys as a tag team so we gotta do this Guess what? We're doing the same thing this week coming up. <laughs> but, but okay, so here's the thing with this. Ever since Moxley's lost the AEW championship, he he, he teamed with Kingston to feud with the Bucks, and now he's teaming with uh, Bryanson. So, what the fuck? Like, like, is this guy ever going to be a single star again in this company? <laughs> I mean, he's a singles wrestler. I know, I know, I know AEW would never go down the road of WWE and take two singles guys and make them a tag team and, and put the tag team titles on them, but, I mean, it seems like a lot of singles tag teams get shots at the world of tag team titles.
0: I don't, Mm. I've already stated I don't appreciate, I don't really care for this Moxley Bryant tag team. Um, Regal's great. And it was great to hear him afterwards. I thought he cut a really good promo.
2: Went way over time, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess. He you know. Um but he promises that he is, you know, basically he has the best wrestler in the world and the best brawler and violent person in the world. So I guess the best deathmatch guy. And because of that, both of those guys are gonna be like a two man power trip. We'll see. We'll see. So this week they get to fight Wheeler Yuta and Chuck. Taylor
2: that's the barn burner I've been waiting to see for a long time
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's when when Moxon and, and Danielson came over to this company I was like I can't wait for that match
2: well this is the problem is that most of the time these episodes of Dynamite they're just throwing random matches it feels like WCW Saturday night from back in the day like it doesn't feel like Nitro it feels like Saturday night <laughs> yeah
0: 100% and and be honest it actually You'd be surprised it does feel like Nitro, because after watching some of those episodes with Adam, yeah, they just throw anything against the wall sometimes just to get to the NWO at the end.
2: Also, listen, (laughs) the Hangman Page stuff with the Dark Order was great on BTE, but they've never really explored it on the TV show, and now they're making it an angle on the TV show. So if you didn't watch BTE, you really don't get why this is such a thing.
0: Well, the Dark Order backed him up when he was feeding the kids right, on TV. Right, but that—that yeah. that
2: was sort of—it was never really sussed out on TV. That relationship, though. They did well, have, remember when Jones Silver proposed to him where... and he
0: said no? <laughs>
2: yeah, that right. And that was—that that was pretty much the last thing. If you didn't watch BTE, that most people will remember.
0: That's and true. the lawnmower.
2: Don't forget the lawnmower. Right. Oh yeah,
0: that's
2: true. Yeah. Also, no real explanation as to why he pushed Alex Reynolds and why he's being a dick to the Dark Order all of a sudden. But whatever.
0: I, uh, it almost made me think that the fucking um, Dark Order was going to turn on him and, like, jump him and beat him up. I don't know. It was weird. That's what I don't want to see. Okay. Uh, don't have him go against each member
2: of the Dark Order next. And, uh, so. Then. FTR fires okay. Tully. Yes!
0: yes. Yeah, on the same.
2: Yeah, in like a mm. th- two-minute segment, <laughs> really for nothing. Like Tully was just saying, you guys should be winning championships, and they're like, "Fuck you, we're fired." Like, isn't that what you're supposed to <laughs> want to do? Like, yeah, mind you, there was no build to this. There was no no like, no dissension, dissension, no tease, nothing.
0: Yeah, nothing. Just out of nowhere, you're fired. Fuck you, then. Well, we didn't win that
1: battle Royals, so yeah.
0: But Tully was right. They should be winning titles. Right. Like, as a manager, like, to your team and KV, that's what he should be telling them. And they were just like, you know what? You're fired. <laughs> it's fucking no fucking goddamn sense whatsoever. <sighs> Speaking of no sense whatsoever, uh, Andrade and Matt Hardy are holding an emergency AHFO meeting.
2: For the second consecutive segment involving breakups.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because, uh, private party turned on Matt Hardy, which they should. So, so hold on.
2: I would like to, so, so here's the thing. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Here's the thing. I would very much like to give AEW a little bit of credit for continuity here because I heard some people go like fucking Butcher and Blade didn't get to vote. But when you, if you remember back when the Hardy family office was put together, he said votes go to myself and the, and private party private party and andrade the and andrade members. and his manager there i forget his name jose so they said, that's that's those are who get votes so they butcher and blade didn't get a vote and they played into that and i actually which is why hardy was like you know you can we can vote but you're not going to win because it's three on two so yeah. i that was I, I tip of the cap for continuity on that i did appreciate that
0: sure it doesn't kill uh anybody to have shivani say that you know what I mean? Or have Excalibur say that, like, just to remind people.
2: Well, this is also the company that got very upset that people didn't remember CM Punk's fucking entrance music from 15 years ago, so...
0: <laughs> a um, yeah, so right after we just fired Tully, uh, Andrade... And, and
2: shortly after Jericho and the Inner Circle broke up.
0: Yep. Andrade and Private Party turn on Matt Hardy, and who should come to his rescue? So it's
2: no longer a Hardy party.
0: Charging to the ring, who comes to the rescue like a bat out of hell running down that nobody. ring? Nobody, nobody, nobody.
2: But who <laughs> does come to the rescue? Jeff Hardy after he does his dance.
0: Yes. One of
2: the one of the myriad
1: of memes that came out of this moment was was uh, the first picture was him coming through the entrance like my brother's getting beaten up, I gotta go save him, but first. Air hump, air hump, <laughs> air hump.
0: Uh, a lot of people surprised that they came out to the or Jeff came out to the Hardy's uh, old WWF music.
1: Gotta love that production music. I really, it's, really, really it's like public domain. This I've been might that for a long time. This
2: is gonna go along with the CM Punk like way too long ago reference, but I really, really want at some point like the Hardy boys to be beating somebody up. And then Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright, comes out to make the save and stops to do the little <laughs> dance on the stage. Oh my god. <laughs> that that could be a BTE segment. That would make me so very happy if they did that. <clears throat> That's true. Um uh,
0: Yeah, as as we all figured, Jeff's here. Yep. Great. Hardy's are faces again. And
2: and God look listen. Please stop with this whole. Oh my God, it's it's the greatest thing in the world for them to be back together. like they've reunited and separated about a hundred times at this point. I was gonna say,
0: like, since their match at WrestleMania 25, they've done this in like four
2: companies. I, I, I know. I'm just like I'm over the Hardys as a group, honestly. Now for Matt's part, I understand it because he's never interesting unless he's with Zach, with Jeff. The, that is a fact. The one time he was interesting without Jeff was the the original Broken Matt Hardy character, and then that got stale too, and then he had nothing else.
0: You are incorrect because that original Broken Matt Hardy character became a a real interesting thing because of Jeff. No, was it the was first... the
2: Broken Matt was interesting before Jeff. That was the first thing. Was the was the final deletion right? But it was match. him on his own. He wasn't relying on Jeff to get him over. He got himself over.
0: I mean, oh, everybody I started talking about now. it after that match,
2: right? They, but but they started talking about Matt Hardy after that match, not Jeff Hardy. Sure, but
0: Jeff if, without Jeff in that opposite him, I don't know if it would have
2: worked. I, I think I think that was at that point it was more the character because it was something completely different nobody had ever seen before, really.
0: Oh, it was it was fucking out there. It was um, great
2: at the time, but then he just tried to beat a dead horse and.
0: I was okay. gonna say, then he had nothing though. It was like one great idea, and then he just. And kept once doing he it over was separated again. from
2: Jeremy Borash, it was never the same. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, no matter what company, right. it was never the same. So. But yeah, Jeff comes out. Uh, they clean house. Nobody cares. I didn't care. We don't let that breathe either. We go right into uh, saying Shane Strickland will make his debut on Ring Page.
2: Yep, because uh, right after see. right it's after Jeff Hardy work. makes his debut, Shane Strickland's going to make his. Yes. Uh, let me. See. And we any can't any even other... let Shane Strickland get through his first dynamite promo without being interrupted. Yeah. By of all
1: people, Tony Nese. He still works there. He still works there, folks.
2: But again, Somehow, we're going we're to. That's the first so, thing. So, I but I again, though, he still works there. Again, though, no. we're going to debut Shane Strickland based on a storyline from WWE. Yes, AEW
1: Two Hundred Five Live, Ugh. Friday right after SmackDown.
2: Jesus Christ! <clears throat> yeah,
0: I don't know why you would ever go to that. Like it wasn't like Tony Nese and and, and Swerve were like <sighs> that Two Hundred Five Live blood feud. It wasn't like even like <laughs> Cedric and Mustafa Ali. Like that's a feud you remember from Two Hundred Five Live. I barely remember that Shane, uh, that Swerve fought Tony Nese on 205 Live. It's just when he said Friday night, I knew it wasn't on SmackDown. Should we talked about that? Oh, speak. How could I fucking forget this? Let's take this in a row. Shane Strickland, your first feud is Tony Nese. Keith Lee, your first feud is gonna be QT Marshall. Game changer. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Are you fucking serious with this shit?
1: It's all about the game and how you change it.
0: I don't know what's Uh, worse, because QT wanted him to fight Team Taz, and he was like, who the fuck are you again?
2: He's like, that's it. Well, that's usually everybody's first feud is Team Taz, so. Or QT. Yeah.
0: How long before he's fighting the big show?
2: No, that was like ten game changers ago, Sal. (laughs) Mm-hmm. they got to bring him back every once in a while. That's why Christian Cage got in that ladder match <laughs> at <That> Revolution.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know. Look, I mean, I, I'm not going to shit on Keith Lee. WWE released him. He needed a job. He went to a place. Of course. Look, But, no, but course. the problem is not with the talent. It's not Keith Lee. The problem is you get this guy, you hype him up as the as big, huge announcement on Dynamite, and this is what you do with him.
0: This is my issue mm-hmm. with this company at this point. I love some of the talent they've brought in, but they have no clue what to do with them. And if they don't have any idea what to do with them, don't put them on TV as a big fucking deal because it
2: makes you look stupid. All right. So take take a snippet of what you just said, literally yeah. those exact words, and put them in WWE call-ups from NXT. Sure. Because that's exactly what happened with all the NXT collops, is they brought them up with no real creative or plan for them, just to get the big pop from their debut, and then they all floundered, because there was no fucking plan or creative to push them and make them a big fucking deal.
0: And I also hated that.
2: (laughs) No, but I'm saying, that's what AEW's doing right now. I'm getting, I'm getting memories...
1: I'm getting memories of the EC3 oddly stripping in his house videos yes. that played for six he, weeks.
0: He was the original Veer uh <laughs> um, oh, He was definitely coming in that video. <laughs> uh, but what's worse is WWE didn't say, hey, this guy Ty Dillinger is going to be the next big thing. He's going to be the biggest signing we've ever had ever. Like they yeah. did with, with Keith Lee and, and Jay Lee, talk. And a number of other people that they brought in. Hey,
2: so let's who would you say is the biggest signing AEW's made? Let's take the original elite guys out of it because we know they were they were there before the company. Since AEW I know, started I
0: know you're gonna argue with me, but I think it's Danielson.
2: So I thought you would say Moxley. Yeah.
0: Originally he was huge. He was the first big deal. But I thought Danielson was the biggest signing. I never thought they would get Brian Danielson.
2: Okay. I'm actually going to disagree with you because, to me, Danielson is on is, is a big signing in the sense that he's the guy, the first real major main event guy to leave WWE and go work for AEW. Yeah. Yeah. CM Punk is a guy that I didn't think was ever going to return to the wrestling business. And he brought a cult of fans with him. Sure. So that, to me, was their biggest signing. But yeah. I
0: mean, I, I agree with you, because obviously I'm a Punk fan. And I am not, but I will still say that. I would have believed it more that Punk was coming than Brian because there was no way that I thought that Brian was going to leave WWE.
2: But I'm just—I'm not talking about in terms of expectations of who would be there. Well, I'm, I'm just talking, talking in terms who of do I who do I think makes I the shocked. biggest impact on the company by signing there? And I thought it was CM Punk. Okay, so. that's fair. Also, Moxley was a top WWE guy that left WWE to go there, so he wasn't—I mean, Brian wasn't really the first one, I guess, if you want to factor in Moxley. Sure, but Brian at one point,
0: when you go back to like—and again, this was back in 2014. He was the hottest thing in 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 the WWE. He was the top guy in the company. So was Moxley at a point. But was he as known, like popularity wise, as Brian? He had a big hat. He, a big... he did have a big hat. That's a good point. Um,
2: and a briefcase full of goo. Let's talk about Thunder Rosa. <laughs> briefcase full Ew. of goo. Episode title. God oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um.
0: Let's talk about Thunder Rosa. She's getting her rematch. Thunder
2: Rosa. Baker.
0: It's going to be in a cage, which is what we've all said. And it's going to be in El Paso. San Antonio. Oh, I thought it was El Paso. Okay. So what happens if she
2: loses? She doesn't. <laughs> okay. Now, see, where I talked about before, sometimes it's okay to give the fans what they want. This is one area where. I think AEW does, like, when they do, they're so opposed, except for the CM Punk thing. Um, they're so opposed to this notion because Vince has made it so commonplace for people to lose in their hometowns. They are so anti that, that they want to make everybody win in their hometown, that it's now super predictable. They're, I mean, there is no question in my mind Thunder Rose is winning this championship tomorrow night. <laughs> to
0: be fair, I was very surprised that Punk got pinned in Chicago. Right, yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Right. I was like, Wow, good on
2: them. And I'm guessing um, that was a Punk decision, not a Tony Khan decision, is my guess. Sure. How many people in this company do you think have creative control as part of that contract? Boy. I guarantee you Punk does. The Bucks. Kenny. Probably. Moxley, Danielson. probably. Danielson, yeah. Yeah,
0: probably that. That's probably what you're looking at right there. I Jericho. Oh, yeah, 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 Jericho. I was going to say, I doubt someone like God Miro has it. What's that? I doubt Miro has it. I I doubt, him, thank um, God for that. Yeah. Uh, who else? I doubt Andrade has it. I doubt fucking uh, Black has it. Malachi Black. No, like, those
2: guys would be on TV way more if they did.
0: Even Matt Hardy. I doubt Matt Hardy has it.
2: <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if Matt Hardy does, because he, so, he came in as the broken character, and he's so protective of that character. Sting probably does. Yeah. It's probably fair.
0: Uh, if Sting did, would he be jumping off the fucking Yes Balcony? Y- yeah, <laughs> he would. Fucking lunatic. Anyway.
1: Speaking of Sting, if you haven't read it, uh what's that what's that website called? The uh, Oh, the Players from Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a, a, a nice article uh there uh, this past week about his trials and tribulations over the past uh 25 years, give or take. So, very, very quick read, easy read, worth uh, worth the time. So go check that out. Uh, but, my issues with with the Thunder Rosa thing are the same issues that I had last week with the Thunder Rosa thing. She she lost at the pay per view. Why the fuck is she in a number one contenders? Man, a company that doesn't like, do rematches. If if you're gonna do, just have done this at the pay per
2: view. <laughs> also, also, if your rankings matter. Wouldn't the person who's 30 and 0 be the number one contender to the women's championship?
0: For some reason, these secondary title holders don't get included in the rankings. They're almost listed adjacent to the championship. Right, right. To the world
2: championship. But, but, yeah, because they don't consider them secondary, secondary titles. Because they're not secondary titles. Right. <laughs> Which is stupid, because we all know they are. Right. Um, By the way, if your world champion isn't your top champion, then your world champion is meaningless. But then again, Hangman Page, so... As we discussed. Speaking of secondary titles,
0: we have a new TNT champion. And I'm very conflicted on how to feel about it. Because on the one hand, yay, but on the other hand, is he just losing it this week? And even (sighs) if he doesn't, what build have we put into this character?
2: Okay, so... First off, I think I mentioned this last week when they talked about title versus streak. And that streak included five fucking televised matches.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That said, I'm happy they put the title on Scorpio Sky. But let's please stop with this fucking revisionist history that the fucking, uh, quotation fingers, wrestling journalists are telling us that, oh, this has been the plan for a year to put the title on Scorpio Sky. If this was a plan for the, oh, so, so what you're leading me to believe here is that the plan was for Cody to get COVID, have to lose the title back, have to have Sammy get the interim title, then beat Cody for both titles, then drop the title. No, this was not the fucking plan.
0: But Jason, of course it was because now they have a singles champion who's a black guy, but
2: he holds two belts. No, he doesn't. He actually gave up the second belt to Dan Lambert. So now, thank God he's only going to carry one belt. Um, It's just like, and this is the problem with the AEW fan base and wrestling. Like, it always has to be extra. It can't just be, oh, great, this guy won a title. It has to be, this was part of the master plan for the last year. We were building, if you were building this guy to a champion for the last year, he'd have been on TV a fuck ton more often than five matches. Yeah. So please don't try to sell me that bullshit. Just Why can't we just say, oh, hey, he was getting hot, we felt good about the character, we decided to put the title on him. Why does it always have to be extra with this company? Why does it always have to be a part of a master plan?
3: Why can't it just be, we fucking
2: listened to the crowd, they wanted the title on Scorpio Sky? Because
0: the fan base that believes in their fake
2: journalist messiah—it's um, not just him. It's SAP. It's, it's all him, of them. It's
0: SAP. It's all. But they're the same. I I consider him the top one, and everybody else falls in line. SAP. Fucking after uh, actually,
2: after Scorpio Sky won the title, uh, SAP confirmed with his AEW sources that Scorpio Sky was winning the AEW title. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's good. good. Um.
0: Yeah, I I hate anything that comes from that section of the wrestling world. I really do. I can't even stand to look at it because it's it's bullshit. And like you said, revisionist history times ten. <laughs> People just lie. Like like they didn't see fucking Scorpio Sky uh, job on not job, but like remain on dark for seven months. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Um, I, I the streak. I also couldn't care less about uh, having Ty Conti and Paige Van Zandt involved in this. I don't know why. If
2: if their interactions together were any indication of where this is going, goddamn, those are going to be some bad fucking matches. Right? (laughs)
0: That's what I was thinking. Why would you put her against somebody who's brand new to this Put her in the ring
2: with Serena Deeb. Put her in the ring with Thunder Rosa. Somebody who can carry her because she needs it. Tay Conti, we need to get past this myth that people want the narrative of Tay Conti is really good to, to, to exist because it's another way of making WWE look bad. And that's what this, that's what we see with these journalists and this, this fans is they want all these things that WWE passed on for not being good to be excellent because it's an anti-WWE thing if they are. When in reality, they aren't. Sean Spears is no better in AEW than he was in WWE. He's just a bit. Uh, he's just in a smaller pond, and he's still in the same level that he was there. You know, FTR. Have they set the world on fire in AEW? or Are they pretty much doing what they were doing in WWE? They had a brief title run, and now they're just sort of fodder. Who has gone from like WWE said- to AEW? And- Moxley is like we mentioned. Tag teams. Brian. He's floating around, but he's now in a tag team, too, because they didn't have fucking anything to do with him. Keith Lee, QT Marshall. Go through the list. Who is better? (laughs) Who is better off? Who is better booked in AEW than they were in WWE? Give me a name. Miro came in as a video game nerd. Right. Became a beast. And then disappeared. Adam Cole, I would say, is probably booked about the same as he was in NXT. Because he's in with the boys, right? But who? The only one, the only one who's "quote unquote" booked better
0: is Sting, and that's only because they give Sting TV time as opposed to
2: two weeks with Rollins.
0: But that was Take Conti, I will give
2: you that Take Conti is a much higher profile now in AEW than she ever did in WWE.
0: Wow. Yeah, but that's like almost forced. Like we're gonna make Tay a thing, right? Even but if that's fucking, but that's what I'm saying. Mean, but, she is, but
2: who else is it? Who else has elevated their profile in AEW? Who else has gone there and shown that WWE was wrong about them?
0: Dude, literally Malachi Black is doing the exact same thing. Exactly. With the same people. Exactly. With the same people! Other than Brody King. So
2: is Buddy Murphy. <laughs> He's a disciple again.
0: I... Uh... Look, I don't blame these guys for leaving WWE. The people who were
2: released are there, getting a paycheck, they're doing their job. That's fine. I have no my right. my issue, my quarrel is never with the talent in that regard. But it's please let's stop spinning this narrative that AEW is so much better creative. These talents are so much better utilized here. When in reality, they are not. None of them. Do you know why
0: there's that desperation for people to to try to say that they are? Because they just want WWE to look better.
2: Right. Hundred percent. That's it.
0: They just want to be like, "See, you missed out. And that's you could have had Cody Rhodes. And that's I'm journalists. Anyway. That's
2: everybody. I okay. Nope. Sorry, there is one more. Two point is probably more prominent in AEW than they ever were in WWE. Especially now in the right. Jerry Show. Yep. <laughs> so I'll give you them too. Okay, fair. Big Show as a commentary job. <laughs>
0: is- Mark Henry has two lines a
2: week. on TV. Yeah, he doesn't even get to do the interview anymore. It's like they just do a split screen with him yelling, and then they get then Henry just pops up from the bottom like, hey, 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 hey. like. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: get that reference. and It's amazing. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, a lot. My okay.
2: How Light long are we gonna animation. go before Henry turns into the Kool Aid Man? He just busts through the wall like in the middle of the promo. It's not
0: even gonna be. It's gonna oh, be pre-recorded. Yeah. Time for talking's be, over. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say they're not even gonna have him do it live anymore. They're just gonna take the same clip and just put it at the beginning. Are we of that, sure that but... they haven't
2: already done that?
0: That's true. Um, my problem with Dynamite is coming off a Revolution. I was I was looking forward to it. There was things I wanted to see. And they just packed so much.
2: Have they broken a million? Have a they broken a million since the story of Cody Rhodes leaving has come out? I don't think so.
0: Well, that was 2 weeks
2: ago. But, uh,
0: they were at they they were they broke a million either the week
2: the week after Cody the week after Revolution. Cody
0: yeah, I think it was the week before Revolution. The week after they
2: Cody, they were down, and they were below a million, and I don't know that they've caught over a million since. Cause they were, they were not over a million for the go home show, they were not over the million for the post show. Cause that, both of those surprised me, those are usually high numbers for them. Yeah. Uh, My favorite is, oh, well, that's because of all the war going on. They're all, all their fans are watching the news. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, you've told me that all their fans are the younger fans that they skew to a younger audience. And we all know nobody watches the news like young people. Right. (laughs) It's those old people that don't watch the news. My thing is, yeah.
0: My thing is, whether they break a meal or not, um, I've always been concerned with my personal enjoyment of the show. And it's just. I don't know. There are some weeks where they miss. They swing and miss so horribly that it's like. Are you sure you took batting
2: practice this morning? Like, listen. I'm, I'm Here's the real. The in ring action you get on AEW is typically more entertaining than the in ring action you get on WWE.
0: On Dynamite specifically.
2: Yeah, you are more like. You are. Almost guaranteed to get a, at least A Satisfying finish to the match as you Watch the, the time you invest Is more likely to be rewarded with a With a decisive victory one way or the Other on AEW So to that end I enjoy it for That I enjoy it more for that But you're going to get better storytelling And character development on WWE I, I can, Is that a fair take At this point Yeah <laughs>
0: What really gets me, and especially going into the build for Mania, perfect example, a guy like Edge. Look how just a little fresh coat of paint and a little bit of, of attitude change does for Edge. And WWE will tell that story with AJ, and it will be great. And you can see, they can do that anytime they want. And some people, they just choose not to. They're like, no, we don't need a story. Ah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Like you said, specifically with the women's division, they put certain people in that category. And everybody else can get three minutes and they kill us.
2: When we talk about AEW, WWE randomly, like, oh, one of the things people hate about WWE is that they randomly switch people from heel to face so much, or they, or. I give you the Lucha Bros. They fucking change heel or face based on the feud that they're in. Right, that's true. Remember that time Penta had a promo with Cody, and
0: I was like, this is going to be awesome, and they did absolutely fuck all nothing yeah. with it. <laughs> so
2: weird. You could use um, that phrase, remember that time they did this thing, and they did fuck all nothing with it, about a lot of shit on AEW. But that's the weird thing. By the way, Frankie Kazarian, the, the Elite there. Hunter, is is wrestling on Dark this week.
0: I'm surprised he's wrestling at all.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that's what I'm getting. There's a lot of talent in this company. If you literally just booked out of their way, like it didn't get in their way, the the talent would be fine.
2: They have nothing for Miro. Meanwhile, Aaron Solo, QT Marshall, and Nick Camerato got TV time this week.
0: Yeah, but you're not going to have Miro do what those guys are doing. You're not going to have Miro lose to Wardlow. You know what I mean? Would Miro be a better
2: heater for QT – to save QT and stand up to Keith Lee, than Nick Camerato.
0: Miro <laughs> is Relegated as QT's heater doesn't exactly make it him would happy. put him on
2: TV. It'd be better off. Well, that's than... a good point. What he's that's doing now? Point. I mean, what he's doing now is Lana. So I guess that's not the worst thing. But
0: okay, originally did he have an injury? Because I heard that when he dropped the tile, he did need some some time off. Yeah,
2: he rip- was not supposed to come back to face off with, with Brian. That was, when Moxley went to rehab, that was sort of the audible and he was not 100%. Okay. So. Okay.
0: So that makes sense.
2: He was supposed to be but, off TV.
0: But at this point, if he's healthy, then yeah, you got to find a way to bring him back. And you had Revolution, you could have brought him back there, so now you're just now you got to figure it out. you got to find a way to bring him back to
2: make sense. Keith Lee's had two matches. Yeah. Three now. Three, he defeated Q T Marshall in Rampage, and and one was Isaiah Cassidy, one was Q T Marshall, and one was a, a six man schmoz ladder match. Where is his character development? Where is his feud that's going to elevate him in this company? To be just fair, wait, I'm, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's planned a year from now to win some championship. <laughs> to to be fair though, when Keithley had signed
0: with NXT originally they didn't have much for him either. If you remember, there was a teased heel turn, possibly. I think he was with Swerve. I forget who it was. But the, but, but it no, wasn't until his series no no! no, with no. You
2: can't there. make that comparison because here's the difference. When Keith Lee signed with NXT, he was indie guy who had never main-evented anything. And they took him and broke him in and introduced him to a national audience. Now Keith Lee was great on the indies, but they introduced him to a national audience and made that audience believe he is a goddamn fucking star. AEW took that goddamn fucking star in and said, QT Marshall.
0: Yeah. No, I hundred percent agree with that. Hundred
2: percent helps write the show.
0: Right. Why? Cody's not even there anymore. Isn't the whole reason QT was getting powers because he's Cody's best friend? No,
2: now he's Tony Khan's best friend. By the way, who owns
0: the Nightmare Factory?
2: I th- well, it I thought, was QT's I, school before. I think they just branded it for Cody.
0: Oh, I thought Cody bought it from him.
2: I don't think so. It was QT's school. I think Cody might have a financial interest in it, but I think QT's school still. Interesting. I don't know for sure, but... I'm fairly certain that's right. That's right. Um, all right, so we've talked enough as about we, dynamite,
1: right? As we yes. transition from dynamite to rampage, I want to link these two things together via two stupid aerial spots. Okay. <laughs> First one, on dynamite in the TNT title match, that's 6:30. That's 6:30 from the buckles to the floor through the table. Where it did Ooh. not look like the table broke any of the fall. Uh, and on, uh, on Rampage, the 450 from Mark Quinn to Darby Allen on the floor
0: Ugh. with no
1: table. So you're just smashing yourself into the floor.
0: Into the, f-
2: oh man, that looked like a thud. That one was like, oh, I did not. Yeah, as, I don't. As we're talking about the lack of available TV time, we'd just like to point out that two tag team wrestlers wrestled in singles matches that singles wrestlers could have actually wrestled in this week. Just. Throwing that that's out true.
0: there. That's true. Mark Quinn and Dante Martin. Dante Martin, sorry. Um, so maybe that's why AEW signs all these people, because they know inevitably somebody's going to break their bones, and uh, they'll just put somebody else and in there? Boner.
2: See, <laughs> so we don't have a button, so.
0: <clears throat> I don't want to say next. That's <laughs> too harsh.
1: That was a good. That was a good impression of it, though. So that's okay, just I like appreciate.
2: It. It.
0: Uh
2: because Darby Allen faced off with Mark Quinn for reasons um but no it's it's cuz he turned on the Hardys and, and Matt Hardy and and Darby and Sting saved Matt and and so now they're in an alliance and and now so so Darby now hates Mark Quinn. like what the fuck why the fuck are Sting and Darby saving Matt Hardy what? The, this is the because shit that t- makes no fucking sense. I
0: because, wish I had an answer to
1: that. This, <laughs> Tony Khan
0: is just playing with his action figures.
2: Great, that's, that's exactly... That's what it
0: feels like. That's what it feels like. Now this guy's going to have a match. Like. Oh my god. Oh, Adam's getting his action figures out. <laughs> This is what this, it is. This, this is what Tony Khan does with the Oh, boat.
1: my God. Sure. And then and then they're beating down Scorpio. And, oh, my God, here comes Stinger. he <laughs> all dynamite is.
0: <laughs> so fucking true. And it's sad because uh, it's so fucking And then strange. QT but, busts
2: uh... in and goes, Tony, we got the thing. Swo- did you see anything? No, sir, I did not see you playing with your action figures again. <laughs> oh, my God. But I have booked the next dynamite. Um... Spaceballs <laughs> reference. Nobody got that.
0: Keith Lee seems I to
2: be see heading to a feud. Exactly once. Oh, dude! With...
0: Keith Lee seems to be heading to a feud with Will Hobbs. Honestly, I I do want to watch that match. That that should be pretty good.
2: Okay, but let's watch that match. Who's losing that match?
0: Oh, Will Hobbs.
2: <laughs> so so your young powerhouse that you're trying to build up to be the next Keith Lee. I I. What what exactly have, have they done to make you think Will Hobbs is a, is a player in the future?
0: His talent in the ring makes me think he's a player in the future. They haven't done anything to make him seem like a big deal. We talk
2: about perception and booking all the time when we talk about how they booked the big show to become just another guy who it didn't matter if you beat him anymore. Will Hobbs is becoming that. It doesn't matter if you beat Will Hobbs. He feels like a jobber at this point. Like Archer,
0: like Lance right. Archer.
2: Yeah. Like um
0: Dude, at one point Sheeta was untouchable and now it's like anybody could beat her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind the feud they're doing with Serena D, but
2: she doesn't have the same But even the feud with Serena D is so stop start, like I know. It's not there's the no way continuity be. to anything they do. And again, I say this as somebody that wants this company to succeed. I want these talents. I am a huge fan of Keith Lee. I am a huge fan. I sat on this show and was pissed off and said I might never watch WWE again when they let Adam Cole go. I am that big of a fan of Adam Cole. But he's now comedy fodder. He's the fucking BTE champion. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, the same title held by Marco Stunt. That's yeah, the level they view it, Adam Cole at.
0: At least on TV, Adam Cole has had his world title shot at a pay-per-view in
2: a good match. Immediately after a losing, losing a few to Orange Cassidy, yes.
0: Sure. Um, but, but like Adam said, Adam Cole he's he's that rare exception that he's in with the elite. So at any given point, he can be getting the title shot or a title match or the title in general because he's their friend. You know what I mean? Right, Everybody else, there's a problem. Yeah. There's a lot you of know? problems
2: in this company.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Swerve did debut against Tony Nese, and I got to be honest with you guys, and maybe it's because I'm old, I fell asleep during this match. <laughs>
2: match wasn't bad and- until... Uh, He told me fucked up the finish.
0: Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) I don't know. Swerve is great. Is he going to get time in this company? Probably not.
2: Did Swerve feel like a bigger star as part of Hit Row? Or does he feel like a bigger star here? Hit Row. Agreed. Sure. And again, I I understand the reaction that people are going to have, which is, well, they fucking released him. What do you want him to do? I'm not at all upset with AEW. for I'm glad I am a Swerve fan. I was the one on this network that loved Swerve when everybody else didn't see it, okay? Before Hit Row, I was the one sitting here singing the praises, which, by the way, is not the first time because I was the one that fucking sung the praises of Santos when he debuted as the fucking masked character and nobody else liked him. But listen, I...
0: Actually, it was Swerve. It was funny because I remember you were getting pissed off because he was doing nothing but fighting Akira Zahra. Yeah,
2: right. Because I I, I know Swerve from the Indies. I've watched him, and I know how good this guy is. I know the charisma this guy has. This ain't it. This this is not what you do. This is not how you build an impactful. Like, you want to build up a guy to be impactful, have him beat a name in his debut. Not another guy who's below him on the totem pole. Now, when you
0: say a name, right... I feel like that's got to be more than just like a Christopher Daniels, because yeah, Christopher Daniels is a name, long-standing name in the indie scene, but it's got to be better than that.
2: Okay, so let me right? let me give you a mat, let me give you a name that wouldn't hurt this person based on their current trajectory, but given what a how AEW has presented, would be a huge victory on his debut. Jungle Boy. Beat Jungle Boy I in a can't. singles match. It doesn't matter because he's a tag team champion right now. But it, they've they've built up Jungle Boy enough that beating him means something.
0: Sure, but it's, it, it's back to that AEW predictability where it's like, I can never see them have Swerve beat Jungle Boy. Like, that's the... but no, no, And I get points. that.
2: But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is you want to make this guy a star. That's what you do. You don't feed him Tony Nese. You feed. I, I honestly, I would say even Sean Spears would be a better.
0: Actually, no. You know what have been? You know what would have been fucking amazing? You you keep doing these um and you, for months even ever since Cody used to do it, you did these open challenges. Have Swerve come in and pin Sammy?
2: Well, yeah, but they had already planned for a year to have Scorpio Sky beat him. So <laughs> that's a good point. Ethan Page did Swerve and Ethan Page.
0: That would be fun. That would be fun actually.
2: At least, yeah, again, that's then, a name that's on TV that's sort of been established. Now, Ethan Page, you can make a case, another guy who loses all the time and really hasn't, but but that's a name they've established as a, as a big thing on TV. Sure. you know, I agree with you there.
1: Did Scorpio Sky take the title off of Sammy just so Sammy didn't have to lose to Wardlow, or is MJF going to cost Wardlow MJF the
2: title? This is going to be the most predictable episode of AEW Dynamite You ever. know what's weird, though? MJF who still to this point has never held a singles title, I can
0: see him trying to take the title off of Wardlow. Or actually succeeding in taking the title. You know
2: who else board. never held a singles title during the best part of his career? Jake Roberts. <laughs> Roddy Piper. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was so good as a heel he didn't need to hold the title. He was over without a title.
0: True, but he was on top fight
2: Hogan. Right, but he was still over I, as a heel. you don't need to be, even when he wasn't sure fighting Hogan when he was fighting a boxer, he was still over oh, <laughs> he he was over this is when true. he was fighting
0: that match was fucking awful, but he was beautiful. over that match anyway, I blame Mr. T for that one um and his mama I will say this that no, his mother my mother, people would be pissed off if Scorpio just jobbed a week later to warn day you know no i think they i don't
2: think there's anything that this company could do right now that would that their fans wouldn't find an excuse for
0: oh i'm not talking about just the AEW diary what I'm would, just what would it take what would be the
2: thing what 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 could they possibly do that their fans would not excuse away
0: the <laughs> Uh the only thing I could think of would be to have like Kenny job in like a fucking garbage match on Rampage. Like Well when Kenny originally
2: happen. went fucking distance with Alan Angels, they excused that, so you're not far they removed. They did
0: excuse that. That's true. That's true.
2: But when when they yeah, did the exploding with ring Angel. that didn't explode, they excused that away. What could they possibly Oh, no, but do? That, was,
0: that was Kenny on top. But that's the thing. That was Kenny on top. Meltzer has anointed Kenny as the one. So I'm assuming if they jobbed him out, then people would be pissed. I
2: I would bet you that if MJF slipped and called Will Hobbs the N-word on TV, they would find a way, <laughs> way to excuse it. Why is it going to be MJF? I was just the, <laughs> the whitest person that popped into my head. Uh, sure. Sure like i I can't I have a hard time rationalizing what it would take for for people to not excuse this company's missteps and I'm not again, I want this company to succeed, but I think part of that company succeeding with mass appeal is holding them to the same level of criticism you hold. WWE too. You want WWE fans to, to sort of embrace the idea of AEW? Stop making it us versus them. Stop trying to tell right. me why it's so much better. Let me go and watch it for myself without you tell it, without the overselling and the overhyping and the oh my god, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the wrestling industry. Because then I'm going to go into it and it's never going to live up to those expectations. Here's the problem, and tell me if you agree with that. That's still ingrained in the culture at this point.
0: though. Yeah. This company will never change as long as who's in charge remains in charge. Ever, I can't see like a curve where where they grow and they learn and they and they become better at at this. No, they'll always have. I disagree
2: only in the sense that Tony Khan is still really new to this, and I think there will come a time because you think back to Jeff Jarrett booked Impact a lot differently at the beginning than he booked it towards the end. Um, I think Dixie Carter booked Impact a lot differently at the beginning. I think you've seen even to a certain degree um, when Billy Corgan was running Impact versus what he's doing now in NWA. Like, I, as a promoter, you learn and you evolve and you become more aware of what you're doing. I think for Tony specifically, jumping in from nothing more than being a mark I think it's very easy to just approach it like a, mark. oh my god, we got Tom Moxley, we got a book of his champion. Like rather than, you know, a slow build. Oh my god, we got Daniel Bryan. we got to put him right in the world you title know, picture. You
0: know, what, he he's the Dan Snyder of the wrestling world. Just like when Dan Snyder bought the Redskins, he he signed a bunch of free agents that he watched growing up, like Bruce Smith. <laughs> and a bunch of other people it just he has no idea how to run the actual company sure. and that's the problem
2: he's learning on the job there's no doubt about it
0: sure but but given the jaguar's current state of but, I but don't the difference is Tony Dan Khan Snyder changing.
2: didn't have Christopher Daniels around him he didn't have you know and Cody was i think a bit, again people no sell Cody's influence Cody i think was a big influence in AEW because there's a guy who learned from his dad how to tell a story, how to build an angle, and say what you want about some of Cody's things. They there was always a build and a story and a reason for everything that happened. Um, so as much as I I
0: disliked Cody's most recent character and kind of Cody as a person because he's,
2: mm, but my my issue. I see. I have the very opposite reaction. I I, I find Cody to be. I, I I have a positive reaction to Cody. I Brandy, no, but Cody, yes. Well, the problem is that Cody Cody's
0: thirst for fame became apparent in the past. Year.
2: I think that's more Brandy. I really do. I think. Yeah, sure. I think I I'm think that's Brandy not, wanting that. Brandy on, being thirsty for that that fame and using Cody as a way to get it, and Cody wanting his wife to be happy.
0: But 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 when I look at Cody, Cody's gone.
2: When I look at Cody, I look at a guy who I believe genuinely. To his core, loves professional wrestling. Sure, I don't sure. think. But that... with
0: Cody gone, I don't see this. I don't see Tony Khan's booking getting better. No, that's what I'm saying. That's that's a that's huge but, loss. But you're saying that you're saying that he could turn
2: this. Well, around now he, he has Brian Danielson to kick things around off of. You know. We hope And Regal, and... right? And Regal's going to be huge for them. I hope. You know what's weird, though? I think about
0: like people like Arn or Jake, like people from, like, the old school that are that are in that company, even Tully. Uh, are they, Tully, are they telling Tony, like, hey, what you're doing isn't going to work. It's not going to help this guy get over. Like, or is nobody saying anything? I mean, just collecting
2: a check. Nothing. I have no idea. Yeah? I have no sure. idea who has Tony's ear. I believe that Daniel Bryan has Tony's ear at this point, based on what I've seen. So, I think he's right. your, him or Regal are your best shots at improving the quality of the way it's written. Okay. Hats off to him for finally hey. letting Jamie Hader win a match on TV too. That was good.
0: There's another person receives Martinez. She's in the exact same spot she was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, anything else?
2: I think we've covered everything
1: at this point. So you want to be in charge now? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any other. Nothing else comes to mind. I think. Uh, I think we've done it, gentlemen. Another fantastic week on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. We will wrap
2: it up here. Oh, by the way, the um, answer to who who uh, D'Angelo was talking about has been answered, so... Oh,
1: that's right. Duke the Dumpster dress.
2: <laughs> Uh We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah, we will. maybe we will. Probably not.
1: <laughs> so until then, as I always say, stay safe, stay sane, be well, be good. Sal, thank you for coming. Thank you for
2: hanging out. Thanks for having me, Jason. Thanks, so much. pleasure as always, gentlemen. Thank you. Hey, bye, Sal. Bye, Sal. I guess that means We will run your ass down Next week Goodbye everybody Goodbye Bye Fuck Daylight (laughs) Save Fuck it
3: at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via Wrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube